Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the pyramid this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and with me, I have the usual co-host with me, Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I got my real name this week. <laughs> what? what, what uh, I, I, come, come on, Mr. Muhammad Williams. What, what, what are we doing here? Done. I just, I guess, I forgot. That's all. Oh, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, long week. Um, you know. <sighs> Uh, did a guest spot over on All Things Elite uh, with Floyd, and did an interview with uh, Monteezy, and uh, it was uh, pretty cool. And um, if you guys haven't checked that out? Definitely check that out. Um, he's uh, the guy that does uh, Sammy Guevara's theme. Uh, he also has a new song uh, about Cody, and that's pretty dope. And uh, he does like a lot of the like the wrestling rap, and uh, he's actually local to me, so that's like pretty cool. We're actually probably going to get up this week, so. Okay, that's what's up. Hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Every time I hear someone say the line, fill in the blank is local, I immediately go back to... Hey. <laughs> just so stupid. So stupid. Um, Gotta let that go. No, nah, I can't. That's hilarious. It'll always be hilarious. Just like every time you talk about Sammy Guevara, I think of like that Twitter thing about like they say they said the dude looked like uh, look like one of the dudes on on Brazzers or whatever that was out here getting lifted by one of these Amazon women. Like oh, I just man. can't, I can't, I can't unsee that now. Every time I see hairless Sammy Guevara, I make me think of uh <laughs> one of these dudes is out here getting manhandled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what's up with you this week? This this man that drove to Jacksonville on a on a whim. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, uh, pretty that Thursday? Uh, N- yeah, Thursday, the, the NXT Women's House Show. Yeah, and it's funny because like I haven't even watched NXT this week. Like I saw the first episode or the first match and saw that uh, 
done lost to Dane and I was and then I like didn't have time to start it back up and then uh I went to you know two NXT house shows this week uh Thursday and I think at like 12 it's a little afternoon like I heard that there's a uh, I found out there was going to be all women's NXT house show in Jacksonville which is like 200 miles from here um I ended up going um this man ain't say a word y'all like I I like hey anybody want to want to ride with your boy it, first off, it was at twelve. The show starts at seven thirty. That means I had to go pick up niggas at like four. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna go. And yo, and also, people have jobs. You don't get yeah, out to like I, five I, and six. Yeah, I was at work, so yeah. I, I'm just. You gonna no, pull this, it, this, Josh? This, this man, this man James ain't say a word, y'all. This man, all of a sudden, this man didn't tell us he was going nothing. All of a sudden, we just getting pictures from the venue. Like, hold on. No, pictures that I sent from the venue, not like yes. all of a sudden people take a picture and all of a sudden, wait a second, that's James in the background. Don't do that. You make it sound like I'm like it's one of those. I sent I sent it out. Nah, but um I end up going. Um The uh the EO versus uh Santana Garrett match, that was very good. Um EO didn't do much flying, she more or less just did a bunch of uh I don't want to say mat wrestling, but like Technical wrestling stuff or whatever else. Uh, she was incredible at it because she's an incredible wrestler. Um, and then she ended up winning at the end with a ch- uh, with uh, her choke. Uh, I don't care what she's called it, but like uh, Har- Harajuku something. I can't remember. Um, whatever. Uh, remember what? The same word that Nicki Minaj used to call herself. I, I was going to say, that sounds like some Nicki Minaj. like. You know, <laughs> yeah, she, she's a Harajuku Barbie. I think that's what she called herself. Um, yeah. Uh, then there was also a uh, Chelsea Blackheart versus uh, Chelsea Green match. It was also very good. Um, <laughs> there was a f- six woman tag that was can not Candice, yeah, Candice and Rhea and Mia versus um, Jessamine, Dakota, and Marina. Um, and that match was actually pretty fun. That was um, funny. Dakota Kai rolling with these women that just punked her for months and yeah. years. Actually, yeah. I mean it's a house show, whatever. You know, heels and heels is back out yeah. Like I'm not fin- I'm not about to like get the hypercritical eye on on a house show booking, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just funny. Ma- yeah, the match was good. There was a hot tag built for Rhea, and Rhea had a really good hot tag. Um, uh, let me think. What else? They did a they did a angle with um, Karen Q comes out. She's in a walking boot now. And she talks about her road to recovery. Um, and then she gets interrupted. I can't remember who interrupts her. I really can't. But Xylee comes out and have a match, and Xylee ends up defending her friend. Um, Why are they friends, James? Oh, because they paired them together because of Asian. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's all that is. I mean, you know, they've been, and we know they've, here, Largo Loop, like, they've, they've been paired together plenty of times uh, for house show stuff, too. So yeah. this ain't that one like the first time she came to her fence like they were tag teaming on the uh, on the Largo Loop, but yeah that's that's pretty much the end of that uh pretty much all the thoughts I had on that show that the end actually I take it back they had actually had a match when I first came in that was uh, Lacey I'm sorry Caden Cross no Caden Carter. Carter Caden Cross is another name she, that I mixed up with another performer. Uh, uh, apparently, this is a thing where we're talking about the adult industry uh, on the show. But uh, yeah, yeah, I made that same mistake uh, the other night, and I was quickly corrected because you know they know they they know they porn uh, the people we talk about, I guess. Um, but yeah, they uh, 
Caden Carter, the former Lacey Lane, um, she had a match with, oh, I can't even remember, but it was also uh, surprisingly good, especially given um, Caden's, um, her lack of experience. So, um, she looks like she's going to be really good. It just depends on if she gets enough days to develop, just like everybody else, and that's going to be really hard to do. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you you went Saturday. I see they brought, like, Riddle and Dunn out. How was the Saturday show? Yeah. So, it's funny because everybody got on me for, you just up and went to Jacksonville and came back, right? Like, you drove up three hours and 15 minutes and, and watched a two-hour show and then drove back three hours and 15 minutes. No one had anything to say about yesterday when I was in Orlando for a wedding and then came back for for a uh for a See, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. Oh. 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 Now, this man's moving in silence out here, so <laughs> we don't know where where this man's at. This man is ninja like, you know, with his movements out here. Wow. He, James could be so in much. your city. You won't even know it. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, man, we got a lot to uh but to yeah. get to. Yeah, but yeah, the um the NXT house show was it it was okay. Like it was it wasn't the worst uh NXT house show I've ever seen, but it was close. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was Conor Reeves versus versus uh Pete Dunn and it went longer than it should have, mm. but you know, it's one of those things where it's like I chalked it up to, well, how's Conor Reeves gonna get better if you don't go long or longer? <laughs> right? So it wasn't a bad match, it was a it was a decent match. I'd probably even say it was a close to a good match, but it was just, mm-hmm. you know, Conan Reeves is out there being Conan Reeves and he it looks like he's uh like he's lost some weight. It's like so he's been busting his ass. So hopefully that yeah. effort gets uh gets paid off and rewarded because he it looks like he has a better physique right now. Um Yeah, but um they had, did a mixed tag match with uh Marina and Roddy versus Matt Riddle in the big dog Rhea Ripley. So that's hilarious. That match was fun. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of funny things happened in the match where like they were it broke out into a four way and then like the women are brawling and the men are brawling and then all of a sudden they got they get kind of like mixed up in spots and the heels look like they have the advantage and they uh, go to kind of strike their opponents and then they someone one of the baby faces dodged out the way and Marina ends up cracking Roddy at multiple points like that. So that was kind of funny. Um, I can't remember what the main event was. I really That's can't. actually like kind of a cool match for like a NXT house show because like my main like complaints about some of the NXT house shows is it's the same show all the time. The mm-hmm. women's match is second. The women's match is second to last. Mm-hmm. The you know there's a big match before the intermission. Inter- uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a tag opener or some type of match with young guys on the bottom. You may get one, maybe two stars somewhere. Like so, for them to do like a women's house show, that's definitely unique. They, yeah. they should probably look into moving that around the loop a lot too to get more matches for yeah. uh, you know their women's competitors because quiet is kept. It's like yo, the NXT uh, women's roster, like everyone they use on TV is already good. There's like right. another wave of people underneath them that are never going to get a shot at this rate until either a, they move on or they just start chopping off forgotten sun segments and putting them on NXT or, or uh, who else could they chop off? Like the Killian Dane, get him out of here. Like, (laughs) yep. (laughs) So Uh, 
Cameron Grimes and anything involved that doesn't involve him wrestling. Everything aside from him wrestling in the ring, I don't give a fuck about. Uh, yeah, but I just remember because you mentioned all the talented women that made me pop the mind of people that are on TV. Uh, the person that Caden Carter had to remember is Caden Carter. Uh, wrestled was uh, was Diana. So okay, it's yeah. like oh, no wonder it matches good as a dead ringer. So yeah, so yeah, but you're absolutely right about that. Between Chelsea and and Chauncey and uh, and Diana and you know. There, they, 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 you know, there's also a uh, a person I will call a prospect um, by the name of uh, Brianna Banks, I think. Brianna Brandy. Brianna Brandy. That's what. Yes, a yes. Like she's one of those when she walks by, you're like command attention. Yes, she commands attention. Like it's very much like uh, when we saw the the first Mayon Classic and we like saw. Like Bianca and Lacey and like uh uh what's her Rhea name Ripley. Uh, Devi Rhea Ripley and uh was it Kavita Devi that's her name yeah I just remember the Devi yeah we were like oh if Vince sees them <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a wrap yeah she's definitely yeah. striking in that way she's a yeah fantastic physique she she was actually um doing I once at a Largo Loop uh maybe like a month or two ago and she was doing security or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just talk to her real quick. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just talk to her real quick. Hey, you know, she is, but I, she is built. Like I like, and I think it was right after she saw. I was like, hey, I saw you on WW.com. Congratulations. I mean, I was like, what's your name again? She was like, oh, it's Brianna. You know, and I was like, oh, cool, nice, nice to meet you. And mm-hmm. you know, just kept walking. But um, that was the same same night. Uh, talking to Bianca Belair. That was that was an awesome night. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> mm. yeah, I want to see that tag team. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, a uh, lot, they, lot to look, get to. I want to say they take me. I want them to never lose. <laughs> put, look, put them on. Look, put them together. Have them beat the Kabuki Warriors. Have them win. R- look, have them Everything. die. Bury them with the belts. Wow. <laughs> so um, you got a better good. idea? I mean, you know. <laughs> We, we could just make both of them, you know, one of them the WWE champion, the other one the universal champion, you know, and just have them. That works, too. You know, you could do Look, something like that. While we out here, you know, brainstorming ideas, that works, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's, let's let's get to it. But um, WWE actually decided to give some folks their releases uh, today. It looks like it was, you know, in the last like week, it's been like five people, of course. ACH got his release which we'll get to kind of separately from this stuff, but I want to talk about the other releases uh, today. We had The Ascension, uh, we had Sin Cara, and Luke Harper. So uh, WWE hasn't really, you know, let people go pretty much since, like, Cody was gone, like, aside, you know, from, like, rare occasions like Akenta or Ty Dillinger. And it seems like every person that's, you know, left, like, you know, and they'd be like, they've been granted their release, not like a Moxley situation where he left and they have no say in it. Right. Um, it, it seems like it's been slim pickings, and every one of those people has gone on to, like, do something and produce and be of value somewhere else. Like with Kenta in New Japan, uh, they got a pay-per-view out of Sean Spears, like a whole build, and, you know, he's doing decent TV work. But, um, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the big rig Brody Lee, you know, I, I would like to <laughs> announce, you know, the, the big rig fan club here. Uh, I'm definitely hoping to see uh, the big rig uh, pull up the AEW. And, um, you know, he's best friends with Chris Harrington, who does all the numbers and stuff and, you know, analytics for AEW. Did not know that. 
he's been trying to get to AEW all year. That's kind of been the, the word on him. So I figured he uh, just wanted to get out. Like I assumed AEW, but like I never really, you know, it's yeah. like he wants to get out, and I was like, it's probably AEW, but we'll see. But yeah, the Chris Harrington thing is like, oh, okay, yeah, yep. Um, then of course the Ascension. Um, so. Uh, looks like uh, JBL murdering them within three weeks of their call up was not the way, and these <laughs> niggas fell off and never recovered. Aside from you know the two week Connor push uh, in late 2018, which apparently didn't go anywhere. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen these guys in months. Uh, I think they should go. And, and Murray brought this up, uh, Muzza, and he was like, "They the way those guys are, they might be their landing spot would be the NWA." I think that's a great idea. Watch I don't ever had to watch it. Exactly. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I ain't got to watch it. So, dude, that shit over there. But uh, what do you make about these releases? Like, you know, and then, of course, you know, the undefeated Sin Cara, who, who maintains undefeated backstage status by getting his release. Because who wasn't going to release that dude? Like, I don't want to be here. Okay, sir, you don't have to be here anymore. Um, well, I mean, as far as Sin Cara goes... Where do you think he is a landing, or do you think he's just done? I mean, he could, obviously, he, he I, my could thing land is, in Ring of Honor. He could be MLW. He could go to Mexico. Yep, yeah, he could go to Puerto Rico. If he goes to Mexico, he can't be Sin Cara, or you know, right. he can't run that mask. He has to come up with a new mask and all that kind of th- stuff, right? Because you know, um, Mexico sure. is uh, even Mexico anymore. It's uh, uh, what's what is Mexico's new name? Caristico, uh, I think. Yep, it's Caristico. That's what it is. Yep. Yep. So, you know, he's gonna have to come up with some of his own. And I really, I mean, maybe I'm ignorant. And he was something before he got to WWE as Unico. I have no idea, but um, we'll see. Yeah. Um. I I would probably look at him to land if it's in America somewhere like an MLW. Um. You know, who's heavy, like they, they focus heavy on the Latino market and, you know, guy that's been around forever, reputation is a known tough guy. You can present him in your own image. You know, maybe there's something there. He doesn't have to be a high flyer anymore. Maybe he right. changes his gimmick. Watch you find uh, out that he's actually a good promo. Watch. <laughs> watch. In English. Like, watch. Like, it, yeah, it, it's it inevitable, never, right? It never fails. It, it's like, oh, this person, you know. Between, it, it just never fails. Like Cody was never as good of a promo in in WWE. Um, it, it's so Moxie was never as good of a promo. Like you could see Sean it at Spears times, was never. but consistently, no Spears, same thing. Um, it, it's it's really weird. Uh, like Dasha, the Dasha bot, remember that? Correct. Yep. Like I mean, we knew that when we saw that uh, that Chris Van Viet interview or whatever that uh, that like Alvarez was pointing out, like this cannot be the same woman, but yeah, it is. But it, she, you know, one of one of my favorite reasons to watch AEW Dark, Dasha, <laughs> host that joint with uh, Tony Schiavone. So I did not know that. I, had, oh, I yeah. stopped watching yeah. Dark because I had started making choices. Um, but you know, I'm still not going to watch. But that's nice to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, where, where do you see um, like you know, what are the like where do you want to see um, you know, Brody Lee end up like because he's taking pictures with Marty Skrull. They're they're putting him up, you know, mm-hmm. Skrull's contract status is up, right? Uh, you, you know, they're coming in as villain enterprises. You know, I mean, 
him and the two Brodies. I mean, that's a that's a look right there. Yeah. Well, Brody, Brody, uh, the one he, I forgot. Not Brody Lee, the other Brody. That that's Brody King. Me. Brody King. That's right. Brody King and PCO both signed what about a year ago, right? In Ring Honor, right? I think PCO may have re-signed, but Brody King, I don't think he's re-signed so far. Mm. Okay, so I mean, obviously, the answer people or people most people would think of is AEW. I think that Luke Harper, um, it's I mean, it's kind of the wrong time of the year, but like if he got his release, like you know like past Russell Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I would say that that'd be like him showing up and like kind of fitting himself in as a freelance, you know, person to come in. I can see that I can see that happen. Like I think he would be a great person to put in the G one, but you know, it's not that time of the calendar. Um, right. So hopefully so, uh, he secure he secures himself like that Moxie type of deal where I can do Japan and I can do, you know, whatever else stateside. I would love he's to not gonna have one. he's not gonna have nearly that amount of leverage that Moxley did. That's true. That's true. But <clears throat> I'm just speaking think, selfishly for myself. I would love to see him in that element. Right. What what I think would be the best move for him as a wrestler where he can really maximize what, you know, he's gonna do is he stays away from like the big companies uh pretty much the the Pac route right now. So there's a WrestleMania weekend that's coming that is looking for names, looking for mm. for all that stuff like there. If you can go be the star of WrestleMania weekend, essentially, book yourself like like, you know, five matches, ten matches, whatever, like that Michael Elgin, that Riddle, that, you know, and, and make mm-hmm. this weekend about you, like, do Bloodsport, do, like, uh, you know, try get get on whatever show you can, essentially, and I'm sure he would have zero uh, issue getting booked, you know, do a Rev Pro show, do a damn, uh, do Joey Janela Spring Break and, and fight somebody. Mm-hmm. He could easily come out of uh, WrestleMania weekend as a super hot name, and then walk into wherever he wants to walk into and i don't know if there's a 90 day uh you know release for him in that but if he can hold it off you know <clears throat> I, w- I would probably do like one or two matches get you, get your feet wet so people know that, that they want to see you at wrestlemania weekend and then get it popping there well he has released today so like 90 days will be up by like late february yeah, so I know I, that because I, I, I know that because I have a ninety day thing in my head right now uh, regarding um, the end of February because there's a special date that's coming up. But but yeah, yeah. so um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, surprise! My mom's my mom's getting married in um, like in February twenty second. That's like about eighty seven days away or eighty three days away. So so yeah, gotcha. Um, I totally forgot that I already mentioned that on the show. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Uh, but yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I I, want, I, th- I, I think you should do like one or two matches, set wet the appetite, and make sure like you wrestling somebody that is gonna you know give you a great match, and mm-hmm. go into WrestleMania weekend, kill it, and then decide wh- what you do from there. Like, hey, you know, ROH is probably gonna be trying to throw a bunch of money at you for not a lot of dates. Yeah. I wouldn't touch ROH with a ten foot pole if I was him. Um, but by that point, they're gonna be looking for new programs and AEW for people. And then there's always like you know there's always New Japan, and New Japan of U.S. Uh, of America, which I'm sure would love to have that that dude. So uh, go to WrestleMania weekend, do your shit, then make a choice from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, 
he might be a person that just wants to do like, you know, that wants to start out kind of like hitting the ground running like Moxley. We'll see. We'll see. All these guys True. are different. I don't think they're all all the roles are going to be exactly the same, but we'll see how this goes with him. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dragon Lee is no longer going by the name of Dragon Lee. He's going by the name of Ryu Lee or Ryu Lee. Um, Whichever one you call it on the Street Fighter. Whichever one. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he signed a one-year deal with New Japan. And yes. he's going to be in a three-way, possibly. I'm, I'm not sure if it's confirmed. Uh, the World Tag League Finals today, very new, newsworthy show. I'm sure Keeping It Strong Style will have an excellent uh, wrap-up of that. And I was just reading it, and it was like, wow, I might want to you know, go ahead and watch this show. But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, him and uh, Dragon Lee, uh, or excuse me, uh, Ryu Lee, uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Liger possibly meeting on the fifth in a triple threat match. So um, <laughs> Takahashi and Dragon Lee right back at it. So that's going to be awesome. And then, you know, Liger's in there. So uh, what, what do you make about this? I think this is huge for New Japan because they're going to be able to use him in New Japan of America as well. Um, he's going to be all over those shows. Yeah, man. Like I, I texted you or not. I sent you a message in the group earlier and I added you in it. And I was like, just like I was saying earlier, a few months ago, like, after, you know, they let him go in CMLL, I was like, New Japan needs to go ahead and make a decision that regardless of whatever business agreement we have with uh, CMLL, like, we're going to put our arm around Dragon Lee, and, you know, I, I made a funny thing where, like, Harold May, like, should hold a press conference behind the, behind the, the lion head and say, Arena Mexico is janky, New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, Dragon Lee are moving to the front of the line and they didn't do all that but they're going to the front of the line regardless and I'm happy because <laughs> I, I love that watching that dude wrestle like top juniors and I mean he had a, he had a very good uh, best super juniors it wasn't as good as Osprey or Shingo's but Jesus Christ right but I thought he I thought he made for a good champion when he when he was at the time and um I can't wait to see him mix it up, and they're kind of rebuilding <clears throat> that juniors division again after you know some of the key losses over the last uh, year or so. Yeah, like Shingo's gone, uh, Osprey's set to leave at any moment. You would think this is yep. probably a swan song coming up, and then you can put him and Hiromu out there and and had them boys start going at it. So mm-hmm. uh, let's get it. Um, Mox now, showed uh, up. Oh, in... quick question: Do you think CMLO? tries and I send people over for like in the future uh, no not no I think I think CMLL knows uh, you know there's not really much that's keeping them hot right now uh, mm-hmm. if you look at what's going on you know with them losing Roosh and you know if they're if they want any eyes from the outside world I, I think they try to hold on to that New Japan relationship as much as they can and then try to be a bit player in new Japan of America, you know, cause you can always get guys over there to get a little buzz on. So, oh. you know, so you, so you think like when they brought in Shoko Nakajima, like a few weeks ago, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I, was like, I saw that. I saw her on Twitter doing, going through all that. And I think she did a couple matches for like a week or two. And I was just like, what a nice vacation for her. I, I'm happy for her. I'm happy yeah. for her. And you know the management changed the CMLL. It's like, well, if you're not with New Japan, who are you going to be with? Like, are you going to try to lay down in bed with WWE? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But 
and you're not going to like lay down with AEW because like you know AEW and AAA are kind of yeah. aligned. So and with ROH, so they they really they should be trying to hold on to New Japan for dear life. Like yeah. so, yeah. I um, mean, so like they're holding on to that relationship between New Japan, which makes sense, and Ring of Honor, which is like, mm, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so Mox showed up uh, in Japan. So uh, long flight for uh, Moxley, <laughs> and uh, he ended up challenging Lance Archer. There was a, a skirmish after the match. Uh, they're going to have a Texas Death Match for the U.S. title at the Tokyo Dome. Um, so for those of you <laughs> unfamiliar, yes, yes, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, so you have to pin your opponent, and then they can't. They it's a it's a pin and then it's a ten count. If they don't beat the ten count, then they lose. So Moxley go he comes out of the crowd looking fucking awesome. Uh, squares off with with Archer, fucking drops him with, with the DDT. Slaps Suzuki, drops Suzuki with the with the DDT. So maybe we get a two for one with Moxley here. So mm. um, I, I like to see you know on the fourth you know him run running with Archer and then you know go ahead and run it with Suzuki. Um, well, hold on. The thing that gets me is they mentioned a Texas death match. The last time I heard anyone talk about wanting to do a Texas death match was like <laughs> Austin when he shot that shit when he shot the uh the angle with Heyman on that Heyman podcast and uh right. Vince got furious about it because how how dare you book a match that's better than anything I can actually deliver or more what has or bigger hype than anything I can actually deliver, and he was furious about that. And like, I, I that's just think funny, it's funny because Vincent Man book shit. He don't plan on delivering all the time. Well, no, no, it was it wasn't that it was booking shit. He that they shot an angle for something that he couldn't deliver. It was that what he shot would was bigger than anything he could actually deliver at the time. Yeah. That's what the real issue was. So, but but either way, it's like it's just funny because it's like this carny ass tip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pin and then like a damn count out at the end of it. Like, what the hell are you going to do to beat somebody to to where you pin their shoulders to the mat and then they still can't get up? Like, that's just hilarious. Um, the uh, the like the Russell Kingdom card is uh starting to come into shape uh, now. So Moxley's figured out. There's a couple people that I'm still like you know uh trying to figure out what the hell is happening. And it looks like World Tag League. So. Juice Robinson and David Finley ended up winning that, which was kind of a, um, you know, I was dreading Evil and Sonata winning again because, like, I'm tired of the <laughs> Evil Sonata tag team. It's just so long in the tube. And this is kind of like a pro, like, like an overall kind of feel for New Japan. So like, all these guys wrestled each other and they've done those matches and it's, it, it could use some, like, you know, new blood. And it looks like, you know, Osprey and Shingo uh, getting that elevation and, you know, some of their younger guys that are going to be coming up. Like, this isn't, isn't going to be a problem that's lasting long, but we're, getting we just had to get through this period i would say before the next kind of crop is ready <clears throat> to start you know getting those main event matches but um the the cards coming to shape and it looks like night one we got okada and abushi uh for the iwgp heavyweight title uh that's gonna be insane uh there's an eight-man tab with liger and a bunch of his contemporaries and older guys we're gonna see fujinami in there which is like amazing like <laughs> so um uh, of course night one you know, or, uh, they they did uh, Will Osprey and Hiromu Takahashi night one. That's gonna be, woo! I can't wait. And then there's Jay White and Naito. So, 
So that's gonna be what second from the top and end up being like a four and a quarter. I mean that they did that in the Gnolls. In theory, they don't. They, you know, they may get more time, so maybe it'll be better. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you, you want them to go third? You want them to go past thirty minutes, have a four and a quarter match? I mean, maybe they can achieve a higher thing with that. You know, if Jay White doesn't like stand around and leave the ring for the first five minutes and shit, and you know, Naito pretend to take his pants off really slow, and you know, all this other shit. It's not even. Like, I get that part of them being annoying or whatever else. I'm more complaining about, like, when I watch these Jay White matches, it's like, if you wrestled two-thirds of your match the way you wrestled the last third of your match, I don't think I have complaints for you. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. But it's like, he don't get going to the very end. It's like, okay, he's wrestling just a match. Wrestling just a match. Wrestling just a match. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's over. Like, what the fuck? Like, wrestle, nigga. You can wrestle. I know it exists. I see it for, like, the last third of your match. Wrestle like that for more. That's really my thing. With, <laughs> Do like, more. You know, gotta get heat. Fuck out of here. Character work. Oh, Laying on the mat. I'm still waiting for the person. I'll, you, you know, the, I when he drops him down, just, just to kick him in the just dome. Stop, just curb stomp him. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, this is one time we like. This is one time we need like several Rollins like they come. Oh my you know, God. <laughs> well, the, the curve stop don't work, so it, so you know. True, true. White might just stand up and look at him and laugh. Nah, so like he might hit the he might the curve stop and Jay White might hook up. Oh my no, God. I don't mean hook up like like power up. I mean hook up and like literally the shaking and running around the ring and all some points. You, yeah, like. The curve stomp is like the worst finisher, uh, kayfabe, the worst finisher in wrestling right now. Horrible. Um, <clears throat> the uh, and then of course night two they have the Liger uh, three way that you know presumes to be on the books. We got Tanahashi and Jericho. Uh, of course we got the finals of the mini tournament. The loser that, that that's going to be like the saddest match when both of those losers <laughs> walk to the ring, whoever they are, and it's just going to be like you know. You go, you you take your ass out there, like, yeah. And then, of course, there's a uh, IWGP Tag Junior match, uh, Ishimori and Phantasmo against Rapungi 3K. So, um, uh, how you feeling about Russell Kingdom this year? Like going into it, um, I'm not a fan of the of the cha- of the double champion tournament that they're doing. Um, but it's you know. It's drawing like crazy, better than last yeah. year. So I'm just wrong on it, but that's just how I feel. I just like I'm not really I don't have much interest for it, but I'm not a native. Uh, so aside from that, and I mean I think I'm gonna I, like I know all the matches are gonna be great. Is just I feel like you put Jay White and Naito in a match, and you're putting a cap on what they could do elsewhere on the card. Um, especially given that you know we're talking about people like Sonata and. Um, Shingo and Ishii and we're trying to figure out like where they fit kind of fit and you know you kind of if you hadn't done this you would have you know more areas or whatever else and also it's like so what's the machination of this double I'm still trying to figure out like what the end game is after whoever it whoever it is ends up with both belts then what yeah it's like they drop one and then there's like an intercontinental title tournament I, that's what i think should happen like you know naito would be like you know it, it, presumably naito will win this thing right i don't think it's a secret i mean if they it, i mean i put like this <clears throat> if they don't give the naito the butt at this point then like he should retire 
Go to NXT. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you've built towards this thing since what? WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, uh, Russell Kingdom, what? Twelve. I would say before that. What was that eight? Yeah. They, they got ended up getting anyone oh, to the yeah, vote. Yeah, 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 eight, yeah, eight. Yeah. So it's like Jesus fucking Christ! Like shit, or get off the pot. It's like, are you are you going to belt him or are you going to bust his head and then have him lose to a to a fake move? How would Vince McMahon book book Tetsuya Naito oh, going into this? God, I mean, it would probably you know someone would have took him to the back and shot him. That's how Vince McMahon would have booked Naito. <laughs> he so, can't compete. He he can't compete. He's in a nah, hospital. You, you you know how Vince would do it. So uh, we would get the first match of Wrestle Kingdom, right? Whatever um, you know, matches going on, whatever a junior match, whatever. Well, right. The best part is right. If this were New Japan, or if Vince booked New Japan, like the Naito J match might go on first. <laughs> oh my god! Because because he's a goofball. He can't just build towards the top. He just you know. Instead of second from the top, say the match order doesn't change, right? Yeah. So, so we get a attack on Tetsuya United earlier in the match in the night. Somebody beats his ass in the back, and you're wondering all night can he can he make it to the ring? You know, and then he he, he somehow he gets to the ring and he's fighting Jay White. Ten count. He he beats basically like Jay White basically cuts a promo and says, you know, I'm about to win this shit by forfeit. And then, you know, uh, go ahead, ref, start counting. And then all of a sudden, you know, Naito's musical hit. Everyone to go fucking nuts. And then they'll wrestle like an eight-minute match. And then Jay White will hit the fucking move and fucking (laughs) pin him. Like, Like, no, the better part about it is, like, if Vince were booking New Japan, Jay White would have been a champ for, like, the last, like, 400 days. Oh, my God. Or not 400 days. He won the belt uh, in, what was that, February of this year? Yeah. So yeah, he would still be the champion back day back to February. And he yeah. would probably win at WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom this year. He would he would beat whoever he would it would have been uh Naito and then, you know, Okada or Ibushi would have beat him. So uh as I was saying before, like everyone presumes uh Naito's gonna win. Like you you have Naito give the, the IFC title a nice send off, like I finally learned to respect this belt and you know, blah blah blah, blah, blah but I'm gonna move forward. But IWGB title, he hands that shit to Harold. Harold announces a tournament that's going to culminate, you know, WrestleMania weekend, essentially, or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Whatever New Japan of America show. Oh, okay. It is. Like, like we're going to crown the new IC champion there. You could either do, like, a one-night tournament. You can do it over a couple weeks or or bring, like, semifinals to that. Like, yeah, we're going to do, you know... Um, uh, whoever wins, they're going to need to win two matches in Tampa, you know, to be the IC champion. And then you can, you know, if they're going to elevate guys, you know, <laughs> shit, shit, you can put Ishii in that shit. You can put uh, Shingo in that shit, Evil and Sonata. Like, <laughs> like do that. So mm-hmm. uh, Ishii and LIJ, you know, run it. Or or Will Ospreay, something like that. I mean, we're getting to the point where, like, Sonata will make a great or make a really good IC champion. It just get to it like stop having them lose to Okada when it matters um yeah, yeah that would be my idea but yeah there's another thing I thought about uh I think earlier in the weekend I probably yesterday and I was um was wondering or I thought about it, I was like yo so you know November ish was the time they announced that they were doing the MSG show last year was it yeah, it was like it was around November ish, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, 
or you know the G1 Supercard. So you know now we're in December. I ain't heard none about them doing anything in Tampa during WrestleMania weekend. So I wonder if that's even a thing. Well, the there was a tweet that just came out from New Japan's account today, maybe like an hour ago, that said okay. they will be having some announcements about the U.S. and uh, there's going to be the tweets going out on that New Japan of America account literally any moment now. So I wouldn't, you know, we're doing this Sunday night. I wouldn't be shocked if there was news tomorrow morning on whatever was happening. Okay. So, um. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that uh, Ishii ends up, you know, getting a getting a nice match, and because I'm kind of blown like that, like nothing's being set up for him. Uh, you know, I would be pissed if he ends up like in a just a, a trios never championship match. I'd be furious. <sighs> but um, who? So who is? Um, <clears throat> another thing you got to worry about is like it, they have. I think that now. Now that they have basically uh, two shows, or not basically, they have two shows back to back. Like both these shows are going to be like done in four hours. Like these aren't going to be five hour shows like previous Wrestle Kings. Like last year when they when they went short on some of these matches, that should have went longer. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's that's kind of how they're kind of splitting the baby now on this thing. Like we're not going over four hours. We'll just give you an extra four hours t- tomorrow. I think that's how they're going to run it. So yeah, um, <clears throat> you know. I wonder. I, I mean, how many matches have you already named? Um, so four matches on the first night, and then there's five so far on the second night. So, um, okay. we're probably going to be getting to like eight or nine matches on each show. Maybe you know ten. Who knows? But um, interesting to say, to say the least. Like I'm, I'm hoping Ishii get get something. If not, you know, pair him and Shingo off. Like who's an ever champion right now? I, I forgot. Totally forgot. Kenta. That's right. Yeah, yes. we're probably staring at Kenta and Goto in the face. Mm. Well, I would. That's another one. Like if we get if we get Kenta versus anyone but Shibata, we're gonna feel like we've been cheated. Mm-hmm. Jobbed. Like even though shot, this man, like you shot these these angles where this person, has, quote unquote, not cleared to wrestle, has been wrestling uh, people and taking bumps and all this other shit. And now I don't know much. You fans. That looks like wrestling to me. Right. And I and also he's in the dojo stretching out uh, these fucking uh, white dudes. So it's like, come on now, well, are we gonna get Shibata or not? If not, you should have never done this. Yeah, like yeah, you I did would. all this. You did all this for Goto. You did all this for Goto and since when? And, yeah, and, and when have you ever like see like Goto's a dude? He comes through like when you don't expect him. Like oh shit, Goto really added something there like that you didn't expect. But it's like you put them expectations on Goto, and it's like <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. Like you could like yeah. So and I like Goto. I'm a, I'm a Goto fan, but like I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it'll be a big letdown if if you know he's in there, you know, fighting for the honor of, of Shibata. But um. Yeah, uh, Wednesday, uh, you know, last Wednesday. So, AEW and NXT. Uh, James said you didn't see NXT. I didn't see NXT either. I heard lots of good things about it. Um, the what happened on Wednesday? Wednesday, uh, Dynamite. So, they were in Champaign, Illinois. A um, couple things from the show. Um, it was a couple good matches. The opener I really dug a lot. Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling uh, at its finest. You know, very fast moving uh, flips. What was the opener again was the six way. Yeah, six, the, the, the six, six man. 
That's yep. right, with Young Bucks and Dustin versus uh, Guevara in uh, PMP. LAX. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Dustin uh, continuing the great tradition of wrestlers dressing like the Young Bucks and putting the tassels on, you know, their their gear. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I always want to see the Young Bucks tag with anybody to form a new six-man unit. It, it's just the best. Like, <laughs> whatever star singles wrestler it is, whether it's Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, Jericho, Kenny, like it's just you just rotate that dude, like like literally anybody. I want to see the Undertaker and the Young Bucks, you know, <laughs> te- team up. You know, I, I want to see Goldberg and the Young Bucks team up. You know, Austin and the Bucks. You know? All right, so uh, I'm trying to think. Have they ever? Okay, so how do you do Riddle and the Bucks? Hmm. Okay you you can put you can put the tassels on Riddle j- and just tie him around his ankles. You know, like. <laughs> See, I you was know? thinking like barefoot wrestlers, and then like the first person I thought of was like for some reason was Rusev, but like Rusev been wearing like the the wrestling uh, shoes for a minute now. Yeah, but I was like, how how are we going to accomplish this? Like, yeah. how, I'll make it difficult for you. Yeah, you you just tie the tassels <laughs> up, you know, or around the the lower ankle, you know, the the, right. the calf, you know. All right, so um, we can move on until I figure out this is this this one joke that I'm gonna have to probably cut. But go ahead. Oh man, yeah. So um, what else uh, did they have on there? It was it was a, it was a really good show. I liked this week. Um, the main event, of course, was uh, John Moxley and Joe Janela. I think Joe Janela is getting in like he's getting in better shape. Like it's like he's been like working out. I don't know what's going on. His gear fits a little better now. I don't I don't know what's going on, but. Um, I, I I like what uh you know him and Moxley did uh here in you know a wrestling uh environment. I was definitely uh impressed with the Statlander and Sheeta match. Uh Statlander's already over to to the audience and Sheeta's over as well. And uh I want to say there was another match that I dug uh that was on there. Uh Trent Phoenix was fucking awesome. I, I I think like I don't think it's getting like the the love that maybe I'm giving it, but it, it kind of felt like a uh, like a very quick pace, and uh, Phoenix ended up getting a win, which I was happy about because you know Trent hasn't really like impressed me a ton, but uh, he impressed me uh, in that match. Uh, Daniels, that was horrible. That man took took a ride to well, I don't know what's going on. So. Um, it looks like they've like worked it into uh, the story somehow. I uh, cut well, a really he's, like he's discombobulated. He's equally yeah. as fucked. Right. So like he came back too early or whatever. Like he cut a promo. Like he was like in the trainer's room or something like that. And um, he basically was like, you know, I came back too quick and I wasn't prepared to fight a man like Pen- Pentagon. Like I'm, you know, whatever. And <clears throat> so they're trying to save it, which is, you know, best you can ask for when somebody goes and busts their ass. So, <laughs> And you know it might be you know Daniel's up there, bro. He he he's up there. So um, he's not wrestling as much now. That man probably rusty, and that match just didn't work on a lot of levels. It was just uh, you know, but um, it, it, for me, it's just like there's so many more interesting things you can do with Pentagon than have him wrestle Daniels, who is basically you know like a a um, a vet. You know, and a vet in a sense that we're like, you know, announcers historically would call people vets to bury them. And like that, I just I figure out I figure you can do more important things with him on the card or on TV. So I, you know, no, not against Daniels, but I think Daniels real. I think the 
thing for Daniels is trios and tags. I really wouldn't want to put him out here and um, put him out here in singles match. I think the last singles match he did was a match against was Shima, and I thought that Shima that match was good. But I wouldn't be trying to push my push my luck with that. Yeah, uh, Cody cut an awesome promo. Um, <laughs> that you know, flair shit. Tying up. I, I I thought it was good, but I just like this is so yeah flair. yeah. He did a bunch of Ric Flair shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely like out of the Ric Flair book. And then when I watch Cody, right, do do this like rich guy gimmick and all that, I always wonder, like, when's the light going to go off for anybody? Like, why am I cheering this guy? Like this <sighs> dude that's wearing these suits and like it has this money and it, I don't know. It's, I don't know. The light's going to go off eventually one day for, for everyone. But it, it's always it's just weird. Like, <laughs> Watching well, it. I don't think the light's gonna go off. I think he's gonna have to hit a turn that's like obvious, and then people will be like, "Oh, okay, let's." And then like, it t- it'll take like it'll take like about a this much of a, of a bit to. I mean, it's audio, it's a audio medium, but like, I mean, like, put your fingers real close together. Like, it'll take this much for him to like to change the way he's an asshole, to change into mm-hmm. the asshole people don't like. It's like it was always all all there. You just liked it. And the same right. thing, like when bit when Flair was a baby face, is like he was a still a rich silver spoon motherfucker. It's just you, you like right. him at that particular time, right? Uh, so um, I, I've heard a lot of people tying this, um, like you know, Cody mentioned the butcher and the blade uh, deal, and they're going to be doing a match. It looks like next week. Um, you know, he's against begging MJ up to fight him. Um, what's up against which one? Uh, he's doing a tag match, so oh, it's gonna okay, be yeah. be a butcher and a blade against Cody and uh, QT Marshall. You've That's seen right. like once That's or right. twice. Um, yeah, because they did the uh, undesirable to undeniable thing with him, and then he had that match, and now, yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, they're gonna be doing a tag team match. MJF is ducking him, and he cut a promo basically saying he paid off uh, butcher and a blade. I don't know, man. Like people were saying, the butcher and a blade, or like some like you know gothic thing i don't get that vibe from them um i i, I mean i would like, say i feel like they're out of like the old west or something like that's i would feel like i would run into them if i was playing red dead redemption <laughs> well i think the gothic thing came from this week's uh promo thing they did with Ali doing the talk and when they're basically like in some dark room that has is getting lit up in you know strobe light stuff so mm-hmm. i think that's where they're getting that from but i mean <sighs> Dude comes out with a gimp mask on. Like, I mean, there's something going on that ain't normal, right? <laughs> um, I think goth is just like a, a. I think that's lazy, but I get what they're. I get what they're trying to say. Like, it's something dark that they're doing. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say goth though, but something dark that they're coming up with. Like, I don't know if this is gonna necessarily translate into, you know, them doing supernatural shit. Because God, I hope not. But, um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I think I definitely get the. You know, they're they, they them some wild people over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Of course, you know the Statlander and Sheeta match uh, happened, and uh, that was a big win for Statlander. She beat like the number one person, and I think a lot yeah. of people have, um, they've let this records thing really like consume them. Like, um, actually, this was, that that might be more on the Jericho and Jungle Boy part. I'll save that, but uh, I want to talk about the Nightmare Collective and. Um, you know, Brandy Rose coming out there and, you know, different stuff like that. I don't know, James. I don't want to be put in the position to have to defend Brandy Rhodes, right? Mm-hmm. But th- it's just so weird how much 
she gets from people. It, it really rubs me the wrong way. So what did like, you see this time around? Because I, I wasn't paying attention. Just I, I like no the, the way people are all over her for existing, it seems like, even. Like, like well, it's so bad. Like, hmm. when, it, when it comes to everything you think about from the stuff that she would say in press conferences to her being on the truck uh to her you know managing cody before to now doing this and it's like she's doing a gimmick that you might not like but this stuff is just like what is it that it's, that's it's like size compared to what's actually it's, it's really outsized and mm-hmm. it's like it's really uncomfortable because i well, see this black woman out there right well exactly ding ding, ding you have yeah. a winner it, right, that, that, that's exactly is, what is, I'm is, getting. It's real as steel. Like there, are, yeah. People, people like our society in general hates women. You know, they hate especially black women. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely a part of it. Um, and, and, and it it almost makes me like root for her like more to like mm-hmm. like all right keep keep doing your story like like well, keep doing whatever you're doing with, with with Kong and we'll figure it out like well it, and it's like it's it's like I don't like I'm watching it and I'm like oh okay this doesn't like it's not clicking for me I'm not like right. liking it or anything but yeah. it's like I'm seeing everyone that just just fucking pile on her to her, her like she's the worst thing that's ever entered the business and huh. like it's just like it just feels really weird for me. That's interesting because, like, I see the complaints. And I'm always like, you know, my antenna is always up when I see the complaints for her. Uh, but I didn't catch this one this week because like, there's a lot of stuff going on. I've watched so much wrestling. I've been so out the loop. But and, and it um, might not just be this week. It's like the culmination of like gotcha. this whole yeah. year, kind of yeah, like like with how she's received. Yeah, like she had a bad match uh, on uh, what was that fight for the fallen? Yeah, she had a bad match on fight for the fallen. People had like it was like. As if she's she ran and like she kicked in the door waving the phone phone and duct tape people's moms. It's like what the fuck. Um, I, yeah, so I I definitely I get you. Um, and I definitely my person is like, all right, get to the fucking point with this with this shit y'all doing with uh between Kong and whatever else. Like whatever y'all are shooting, get to it because it's so. To me, it's so different from the rest of the show that is jarring to me. And it's right. like, and it's similar. To, I was in a similar position with uh, the Dark Order, but the Dark Order is now putting things in place to make you understand, like you know, give you reason to care, and also like I think they're. I think the segments they've done with them, the la- uh, the two ones with uh, you know, join the Dark Order, like they're a cult or whatever else. Like those are compelling, mm-hmm. and interesting, and well done, produ- and pr- well produced uh, things. They're the slick. second that like, that dude from the vignette shows up in in the arena, and everybody mm-hmm. knows it's him, like that's gonna be a moment in itself right. right but like brandy stuff it's just like it's similar to the butcher and the blade and the bunny thing where it's like wait like it's some it's like a pleat out of out of left field random where did this come from you just a week ago everything was cool and all how do you have this change over a week ago we don't know what was the exciting incident that changes mm-hmm. same thing with brand or with uh the bunny Allie, yeah. it's like what the what what so yeah. I feel like if they explain those, they explain like why did you these people change so drastically so quickly and we never saw anything off camera, let us know and mm-hmm. do it very Look, and very I, very soon please. And I watch everything. I was baffled by this alley thing. Like I watched <laughs> everything that that they put out, AEW Dark, BCE, I picked up Sammy Guevara's vlog which isn't necessarily tied into it but it's mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, funny but 
Like I was like, that's really bad writing. Like with the how Allie just kind of just like there's there's nothing that happened to her to, to cause this. It's like it is is M- is MJF's money that long? Like and <laughs> that's 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 what it, I guess it comes down to. Like is MJF's mo- money that long? He paid these dudes off, and then all of a sudden you decide to put on a, a fucking bunny mask. Like I, I I don't get that. I think that's really bad writing. But you know. I, I'm willing to see watch these guys wrestle to see if they're worth a damn at least, and right. then. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and, that, and that Brandy stuff is, is really like, like got on my nerves, right? And another thing for me is like, I don't mean I need like some huge gigantic explanation for someone that is at Brandy's level or someone that's at Allie's level. I just need, I don't know, a short uh, a promo that explains what happened. That you know. Or, you know, a couple words from the commentary team that can that can fill us in. They don't, you know, in the commentary team, like they don't know who the hell is that. It's the blade. The blade. <laughs> okay, guy. It's the butcher. It's the bunny. That who? Yeah. So you, you told us names. Who? Like, who are they? Where are they from? Man, yeah, I think Co- like, Cody did uh, like Cody did a better job in like five seconds of his promo, like than uh, how they did. So they gotta they gotta work on their introductions. Um, with and another with and Paul. another thing is, uh, someone mentioned this about the fact that like you have the Nightmare Collective, you have <laughs> the Triple Bs. <laughs> yeah, Triple Bs. Yeah. Levar better not hear about this. <laughs> well. It's mostly funny because of, of the big baller brand, but it's also like they even the big baller brand was the first triple B's. Like the first triple B's I remember was like uh, BGO Bagwell Berkman, but whatever. Mm. Uh, then, uh, then you also have uh, the Dark Order. It's like so you have three separate entities that are like dark and mysterious, and like you're trying to kind of figure them out at the same time. It's like okay, so. Either y'all need to do one at a time with these fucking things, or or they all do, or they all need to click up eventually and just become like the, the corporate ministry. Like I mean, <laughs> one at a, one at a time, or y'all are all together, and eventually we'll find out they're all together. But but this is like this y'all overdoing this. Yeah, I don't think they should have put them all out at once. Um, and, and I think this is like a like what. AW is like rotating a lot of their talent, and I think the dice or the Rubik's cube lined all these people up on the same week. But they've got to have better quality control than that. I think. Yeah. Because I'm like, like, well, where the fuck is Darby Allen? Like, you know, where's you know Kenny? Like, I don't know. Well, he was on last week, so um, yeah. Where's Hangman? Like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, well, you know, the the rotating is going to become like. I think they had to do make sure that they are keeping you filled in on what's happening with people that are starting to get over because they're they're trying to make a lot of people really fast right now before they get into um, you know 2020 to start because you know everyone's saying you know what, let's see what the ratings are in January and you know once you got all these people and, and that's why we've seen I think this rotating cast but uh, I don't I don't <clears throat> mind the rotating cast I'm just my thing is. You got three, like you got three similar super. I don't want to say supernatural, but you have three dark acts going on all together at the same time, and then like, you know, some of these segments bump up against each other. And I'm not saying like because they're not doing the same. Like all three of these groups aren't doing the same things uh, uh, each week, but it's like 
you know, these are similar acts and you're kind of exposing the fact that they're similar by running them, you know, all together at the same time like this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to having a rollout, right? Yeah. They botched the rollout on some Kanye shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rollout. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho, of course, uh, he cut another promo. Uh, fucking hilarious. Uh, the Lights of Con, the Late Champion. Uh, basically, is the updated armbar uh, promo, throwing yeah. Moxley's name in there, saying yes. people he will not wrestle over 2019. Uh, he said um, he was contracted to have one more match in 2019, and that is a key phrase that it seems like went over people's it heads. It wasn't a title match at any point, right? Like, like never happened. Apparently, this uh, and Joe Lanza did like a wonderful like job explaining the brain rot like of how WWE has fucked people up so much. They're just like, just the <laughs> the booking that you know you're seeing at AW is like we don't know their patterns yet because a there's been ten weeks of television. And like, but, there's no like prior history to like to go off of what they're doing. But so, even okay, I get what you're saying. But in WWF, when Bro- when it's not Brock Lesnar who's champion, Seth Rollins, for example, Seth Rollins has, has goes on Raw and has singles matches with people. Correct. So what's the problem here? Yeah, and, and I think I think people. people have, I like, think most people just like didn't hear the be- fact that there was a non-title match and thought it. Was, I think people just assumed it was a title match, even though they never said it was, and they just they like, never said it was. There. I think that's they, really they, what it was. They weren't listening. They're coming with these bad faith arguments that these people like. I, I know the accounts. I've I've seen them before. Uh, <laughs> I have them all <laughs> marked and identified. Yeah, like I've been through this. I know what this is. Like. Yeah, we know what this is. These bad faith people, like, literally causing Cody Rhodes to come in their their comment reply saying it's not a title match. Like, I woke up, I, so I saw. Did, I didn't see any of this. So you tell me what you saw. You so other, I, I just see people I, all caps, caps, all caps, flipping out. Uh, screenshot of Jungle Boy's record, like from aw.com where he's like zero and nine, zero and eight, he's over you know, whatever, like that. Yeah, over everything, over life, essentially. Yeah, and you know, like, I thought wins and losses are going to matter in AEW. They're, this guy's getting the title shot and all this stuff. This is bullshit. They're not what they advertised. They, they said they were going to be like, it was just like tons of that really? out there, right? Yes. And uh, then I, I woke up, I seen, I seen, you know, more reasonable people, uh, you know, speculating whether it was a title match and, you know, they're, they're throwing the wins and losses stuff away. I'm like, one, it's not a title match. Two, the wins and losses are not being thrown away. And three, I don't think you people were even listening to what, like, the promos, like, <laughs> like, 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 he never mentioned the belt at all. That That's precisely why he got into, you couldn't last 10 minutes with me. That's the focus of the match. Right. And he was like, I'm contractually obligated to wrestle a match. I don't know, man. I I, I think, I think the, the, the bad faith argument is like, they are just, they're, they're looking for anything. They're, they're looking for anything. And it's just like, they on edge, man. Yeah, they're they, on they, they, they on edge, they're scared, they they realize that, you know, <laughs> things are different, you know, right now, and, you know, people are, are liking what they're seeing, Jericho's having a career renaissance here, um, and, and we know what's about to happen, like, we know the great story that's about to unfold, like, this guy has lost every match, he's a fucking young boy, but what they're about to do is make him, like... Yeah, like, the, the records and all that, that is a trope of storytelling in there. That's that's a part of what they're doing. That's not the entire thing. 
It's right, like it, the records of the records until you dump them on their heads. And we mentioned that I mentioned that exact phrase the first time they ever like, you know, put the stats on the screen and stuff like that. Like they can still do s- stories like within this. So it's like, what do you want? Like they um um I I've also seen like you know, so what are they not going to have stories like it's just based off records? Why are these people fighting? They're giving you a reason why people are fighting right there. Like if you look at the he records, said he's by an the- undeserving asshole, and he will be inside of ten minutes. And the match is in two is two weeks from now. So I'm assuming this week on TV, like Jericho's going to get pissed. Like they're going to outsmart Jericho and piss him off and play to his ego. And eventually, it's like you know what. It's gonna be. A t- I'm, I guarantee that I can beat you in ten minutes or blank, blank, blank. And they put someone on the line, and then Jungle Boy ends up winning, and then like maybe or just going to the draw. Or, yeah, there's a, a draw million options, and then he gets a title shot or whatever else. But either way, it's shot in the arm for him. It doesn't hurt Jericho because it's a ten minute match, right? Right, and like I'm not saying beat him or anything. I'm saying like I'm probably I'm guarantee he has some like step about like I can beat him ten minutes or I give you a title shot, and then watch him go to distance the last ten minutes with with Jericho, and then Jericho then puts him away eventually in you know some sh- match in sh- I'm, January I'm or whatever. Else. Like that's that's. I'm, co- I'm sorry that so many people were you know were unaware of the plot of Rocky One. You know where <laughs> where a champion you know calls out a fucking also ran or nobody. Uh, 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 you know, I'm I'm sorry these people missed that in 1976. That's you funny. know, I didn't even I didn't even think about that part. Yeah, like, come on, man! Like, like these yeah. people are, are running these baseless, like, just ter- just terrible, terrible analysis. Like, of I don't know. It's it's just like I'm like, do you fools listen to the music or do you just skim through it? Like what? <laughs> like what is you know? I'm not gonna come out here. It, it, it's not I like know, man, people are dug in. This is this is not a, this is not this about is so AEW. Bad. Hold on, this it's is not about. Oh, yeah, it's not about AEW versus WWE. It's about them versus in, in their self esteem versus <laughs> somebody coming in and, and, and trying to, I guess, be an Do alternative. something different. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all this is. Like, it's not. This is not about. Them. It's the same thing we talk about. Like these conversations about like how good like historically really. Uh, uh, a person like Tupac or Island Iverson were at their perspective uh, yeah. forms of entertainment. It's like people that are champion and, and dug in and entrenched is not about the actual people. It's about what they identify in themselves and when they see when they're talking about these certain uh, uh, subjects. That's all this is. I guess they would prefer dog food being dumped on you know the top baby face on the show yeah, or I, see he, people, he, I saw someone. Defending I, 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 it, I, I, I have two, James. And the it's... thing, and the thing for me is like, look, in itself, handcuffing and hanging up uh, him over the turn of the uh, turnbuckle post and then dumping dog food on him. In itself, that doesn't offend me. It's a good. I think it's like, yeah, I can see that. I can see someone doing that to get heat in any other time in wrestling and it'd be fine. The problem with it is, for me, is in WWE they're so bad at paying off heat that. I wouldn't do that because to my top baby face because knowing this company he'll never get he'll never get revenge he'll, and not 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 in a way that you think is um equal with that is a uh, 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 what's the word satisfying mm-hmm. so 
like that's just what it is for me. So it's like look at it, look at this history of how badly they treat babyface and why babyface are so not or so weak. And it's like especially with Corbin, Corbin has been deaf for any babyface again. Like who 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 has gotten heat on on Corbin besides like the fucking Rock and Becky Lynch? Braun Strowman didn't get his heat back. He got his fucking title match taken from him. Uh, you know, in January. Bro, Seth, he cooled Seth's jets all right. the way off. Finn Balor, Finn Balor. Uh, around this time last year, nope. No. Titus O'Neil, nope. Finn I'm Balor's not Titus O'Neil. Finn uh, Balor is back in NXT partly because of Baron Corbin. I heard someone right. make that argument before. Right. Uh, what's your boy's name? Not Titus O'Neil. Apollo Cruz. Apollo. Oh, yeah. Is he? Is Apollo Cruz or Apollo right now? I forgot. Did I think he's Cruz. Okay, I think he got it back. Okay, he got he got a Cruz back. So he got Cruz back, and Ali got Mustafa back, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 That's it. Good. I, and, I like, uh, I like he, human beings having first and last names. I appreciate that. Killed Chad Gable. Chad Gable was way more over before he ever wrestled a match against him, yep. and they changed Chad Gable's name. Like he got Ch- Chad Gable so under, they had to strip him of his name and and give him a new gimmick <laughs> that has yeah. never like never. Um, yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, a lot. Can't wait till he wrestles Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Good God! Oh, oh you know that's god. coming, right? Oh my god! You know that you know they're doing something like that. Oh my god! Right? I will quit this promotion forever, <laughs> forever. Um, it's just—it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, I mean, and he's on SmackDown. Oh my god! Right. Oh my! You never god. thought of this? No. You, you don't know what I? You don't remember? You, what you I was know what I have thought of? The fuck away from uh, SmackDown because like. Put your put. I want this show to be as good as it possibly could be, especially with all the stuff that's going on. I want them to. I want them now that they have the, this opportunity, uh, in this platform, to unfuck themselves and and have good ass shows or whatever else. Like be like SmackDown was at the end of 2016 or whatever after the brand at the first brand split or the 2016 brand split. Nope, they are basically two hour raw that we were loathing about a year ago. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what the show is. Oh man, that's what what I thought they were going to do to Daniel Bryan was have him wrestle Sheamus. You oh, know Sheamus that, is coming I mean, back. That could so, and, and they always want to do that. that you, is, have you seen Sheamus since he's came? Or kind of skinny. Well, not that part. Like he's right back to looking like two thousand like thirteen Sheamus. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Okay. He, oh, yeah, he, this one of that old thing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why I told him to grow in that mohawk. We ain't doing that shit no more. Yeah, I. Is, do we yeah. know if he's a heel or face yet? Because that promo. I think he's him, gonna be a heel. I would assume so, but that that's why I thought, oh my god, he's gonna end up fighting Daniel Bryan. They're gonna finally do the match they always want to book. Oh, I mean, it could be worse. They could do Roman and Sheamus again. Jesus Christ. Um. Like Vince is going to the, and I got a question about Roman Reigns' booking that we're going to get to in a little bit. But Vince is like stripping it all the way down. What everything that's ever worked for for uh, Roman, like we gonna go ahead and have him fight Corbin to make sure nobody cheers for Corbin even on accident. Then Sheamus is gonna come back. My God, my thing oh, with, with, like God. the stuff with Roman is like. Can we do something with him interesting? Like, y'all can't make no heels. I mean, uh, well, it's SmackDown, but, like, y'all can't have no heels that are, like, 
that you know can get a good programming match out of that dude. Like you can't move AJ. To, or you couldn't have moved AJ to SmackDown or left him on SmackDown or whatever. Moved him back to SmackDown and had him for you with Roman. Y'all couldn't have done that. Right. Right. No. Uh, no. So I got a got a question from uh, Travel Judon. What's up, Travel? Um, he said, "Please help me understand this more clearly. I was listening to a podcast where it was said WWE booked other wrestlers bad, and it's because they suck and don't know what they're doing creatively. But five minutes later, they say Reigns is booked so bad to make us cheer him. So I told him it was a complex kind of thing. So um, I think it's two things at once here, uh, Travel. Like, th- I think there's plenty of evidence of this being a poorly booked." Uh, company at times, oh, yeah, and, and at times, most of the <laughs> yeah. damn time. Look, I'm being nice times. most of the time. So, like, it's two things at once here. So, Roman Reigns right now, what they're doing with him, it's all design right now. Like this, what, what's going on is like designed to organically try to like trick the fans into thinking, you know, why, why, you know, is this guy being booked like this? This is bullshit. They're trying to cause a fan revolt. Like because it's the only other thing that has worked the last couple of years. Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch, Kobe Kingston. These are fan revolts that that got these people hot. They're going to try to attempt to be like, well, why is this company doing this to these people? Like they're doing some meta, you know, you know, type thing. It's like weird. I and I don't have all the and I'm not actively watching WWE week to week television, but everything I'm seeing from what he's done on pay per view this year. And, you know, you go through them trying to fucking murder him on TV and all this other shit. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is they're trying to, A, put him in the incubator for WrestleMania season when they're pull, they'll, they'll pluck him from all this bullshit they're doing with him and pluck him into, like, maybe winning the Royal Rumble or challenging for the championship by that time. So they're doing all this stuff to keep him away from the title and at the same time you know, try to make him shine through as much as they can while they run him out there against people. There's no way in fuck that they'll cheer for. That, that's why they're not doing AJ Styles, James. That's why they're putting them against Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre. Uh, and then they were scared to death of doing a Daniel Bryan match. So what do they do? They make them fight Eric Rowan. Like that, this, this is clearly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, and this also... Okay, so I wouldn't go far as the full-on conspiracy to try to make the fans eventually come around to feeling like... Uh, they're, I, I don't think they're... I wouldn't go as far as saying that they that I think that they're trying to book them to eventually make a martyr out of uh, Roman Reigns. What I think is, you look at their playbook from um, after WrestleMania 34, where he was fighting... Um, he was fight, You know, he on, ta- on pay-per-view, it was like Samoa Joe... Um, and they had Samoa Joe literally just lock him in and and put him on the floor for forever, or Jinder Mahal, or um, previous years like Sheamus when Sheamus was ice cold and they made him a champion anyway, or um, yeah, or like the stuff with Lashley uh, right before SummerSlam uh, 2018, where it's just like we're putting him in the ring with somebody that we think the crowd will not cheer for, right? Yeah. Um, opposing uh, Roman. And right. we hope that eventually that will be enough. And you know, at times we'll even have them wrestle a st- wrestle a style that, that's not really theirs in order to try to you know help facilitate that. Um, the problem is, is like the dude's it's always not, temporary. The dude, my thing is like the dude's not getting booed right now. So why do we you feel the need to do such a thing? Just have the man come out here and wrestle really good matches because like the crowd is not booing him right now. That'll 
Like, I think for the people that boo Roman Reigns, they think it's because he's not a good wrestler. So, but he really is a good wrestler. So, if you have him wrestle a lot of kick-ass matches, the now that the crowd, quote-unquote, can't boo him, the crowd will eventually get begrudging respect for him and he can kind of get to, like, the 2015 Cena role, except mm-hmm. in, like, you know, the SmackDown in the prime of his career. Like, right. But... That's not what they're figuring, and I'm just and also it's like the rim show. is already lowered for them. The the rim's already thinks, lowered. He he should right. be slam dunking through the legs right now. We know what that. They, I don't think they know that because they yeah. don't know their fan base, bro. Like this goes back. This goes back to you know. Fu- look, fuck Daniel Bryan. Beat him in 18 seconds for Sheamus. Yeah. Uh, you know the the pipe bomb. That's a ba- that's a heel promo. What? This is that same company. No, yes. Becky, who went on a win streak with her friends out and has her friends swoop in on her uh, chance and then beat her from behind with her with her move, she's a heel. You fans don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's example after example after example of them not knowing what their fan base is, even though it's funny because, like... Let's add Charlotte in the WrestleMania main event. Right. Who asked for that? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Right. You sweat. Right. Like, let's put Daniel Bryan into uh Russell into the 2015 Royal Rumble um and bring him back because we want to or early, quote unquote uh early, because we want to try to help boost SmackDown getting a uh, a change in the day of the week to another day. So we'll have new that, then we'll have him come in Rumble, then we'll throw toss tosses ass out, and then Roman will come in or whatever else. And they'll love all him, of, all of that, and we'll also bring the Rock in to, to you know <laughs> to do the honors or try to help get Roman over because we know that the crowd will hate this. All of this stuff is them not knowing their fan base. Yeah, I, why, I hope that answers your your why? question, Travel. Because they push social media. I believe this. They push social media so hard to their to uh, their to their wrestlers to try to get themselves over to do all this stuff for social media, social media, social media, social media, social media, and then the wrestlers are on social media, and then they see the assholes tweet them ridiculous stuff and tell them to kill themselves and to and make rape yeah. and say how they're going to rape them and all this other nonsense and ridiculous stuff because they're vile because there are vile human beings on social media, and mm-hmm. then they take that stuff to be. That's how most That's fans all feel. Of they, them. They hate, most fans hate this. They just hate us. They complain. They bitch. Blah, 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 blah. And then they, and then they come and have this bunker mentality, and it perpetuates itself in a vicious cycle. Yep. It just flips around, and it's like they get them. more dug in. With? If yeah. you're a wrestler, you're going to be with them. Yeah, like that's who's paying you. That's gonna be, you know, where like obviously, you know, you see all that stuff on social media, but it's not actually real. So it's like right. obviously you're gonna feel comfortable like shooting back at that. But I would, you know, say the majority of people are level headed. I like to give like people credit, like, and, and you know, I don't think they're in a position to where they can operate like there's some nuance here because they're so far removed from it. Like, you know. You give them you give them the benefit of the doubt for their nuance in almost all or I'm sorry at a high percentage of the time if you were ever to keep track they kick they slap you on the back of your head and make you feel like a fucking imbecile like mm-hmm. one of the exa- or like there's a bunch of examples where you, you give them benefit of the doubt well maybe they're trying to go for this go for that and then at the end of the day nope like I remember um, Rance 
Rance was um was saying that like the gender thing is that gender has uh delusions of grandeur. Like he's still he's still the same geek he always was, but now he has two heaters and the and the Singh brothers are doing all the winning for him and he doesn't realize that that is them that are doing it. So that's the reason why he has heat. He said that I wanna say like right before gender beat uh <laughs> gender beat this is Shinsuke clean with his clean. actual move in the middle of the ring and I was like, see, this is what they do to you. <laughs> they make you they make <laughs> What you said in a company that's well actually well ran, that would actually be a storyline or something you could believe in. However, I have all this history to go back and, on. And eventually the thing brothers turn that shit the hell they're doing from week to week to try to connect and eventually week week and they punish you. So they made Rance to be a fool. Rance ain't no fool. We disagree with Rance uh, uh, quite often on on how our, our visions of WWE as a company and, and their stuff, but like Rance actually had a point like that could have been it. Until they fucked Rance. What? Exactly. <laughs> they fucked Rance on that. And out, out of that fallout, like the Singh brothers should have turned babyface. They should have been someone at the crowd, like eventually, like, you know, gender turns on them. You know, you could have done a lot there. Right. Like another one, another one, another Rance one, right? We were talking about uh about Finn Balor. I remember we had a huge argument on air about how like how they killed off um about how they've already given up on Finn Balor, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, well, look, man, he was their first champion. He's been one year, da 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 da. Let let it play out. What happened? They made a fool of Rance again. You you keep betting on them long term, long term, you will end up with shit in your hand instead of gold. This is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um there there's there's so many examples of them like, you know, just like and then the funnier part is when they do get it right, it's like completely not their plan at all. It's because like, it's, it's because it's the, the fan base at the large. Is, yep, it's because the fan base at large is dragged them kicking and screaming. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan, like Kofi Becky Kingston, Lynch. like Becky Lynch, like the NXT build coming in to yeah. from Saudi Arabia. Uh, most recently, like like that, like the majority of that stuff was good, you know, uh, but. Yeah, I think the the Reigns thing is like some, <laughs> it's some like, you know, they're trying to stretch it and just get him to WrestleMania season. That's why they've held off this Corbin match, which we've known that Corbin was a direction pretty much, you know, immediately after, uh, you know, like we, we knew this before Survivor Series. So, um, yeah. So speaking of them making a fool out of you and they're, they're on, they don't know what the hell they're doing, right? So, TLC is next Sunday. How many matches do we have announced already? Not matches we know are going to happen. Matches that are announced. Like, you can go to the wiki and see that, like, oh, yeah, this match is going to happen in seven days. I will check for you right now. But up until recently, it was zero. Like, yeah, like, before, like before SmackDown, unless, I, I mean, I don't watch SmackDown, but, like, until, you know, unless SmackDown announced some matches, the answer was zero. Okay. Um, okay, so just, there are three know. matches on the on the um, Wikipedia page right now. So these right are three matches that have been announced since uh, since at least SmackDown. So since we last were, night. So we were like ten days out with no matches announced. Correct, and it's it's been this way the whole year, and we mentioned this on air a couple weeks ago. Was like that hell that, of a it, was like that. Yeah, right. And SummerSlam was like that as well, like where Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan weren't getting started, and I'm like, hold three on, they're not gonna out. have a fucking match three like weeks that. Out. and 
I thought it was a, a case where they were just behind all year because you can trace this back to WrestleMania, like Kofi Kansas and Daniel Bryan not being locked in until six days before. And mm. the I thought they were just off course, but apparently it's some type of change of philosophy from Vince to where he feels like the network subscriptions, like people are going to make a split decision that day, so they don't need to announce anything. It's like they need to give the arena like a couple matches to promote, but... But that doesn't make no sense. I didn't. I didn't hear exactly. about this. But like the thing, yeah, the thing yeah. is, like if your idea is nothing really matters or paper, <laughs> nothing really matters until there is a build seven days out. When I'm, I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff about like you do a strong push for like uh, boxing or MMA a week out, and then like the, the week out, depending on how good it is, like only thing that matters like last week. Okay, that's cool. Do you have strong programs that you can eventually like? Uh, shoot an angle for, or shoot an announcer that you can have the announcement for for the show, because to me it seems like you normally don't. You do you mm-hmm. do shit, you do random shit, and then all of a sudden, oh, you look up, oh, there's a show. Let's you know, let's announce some shit, and you know, I could, I could, I could, I guess I could live with the explanation better if I saw that like these things were culminating to peak. To get you to buy the week out, but they don't. Right. So it's like that's just more excuses and shit. Uh, that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds like all right. I'm. It sounds like Vince has noticed that he's done all this, and then he's come up with a philosophy that explains it all. Like, <laughs> 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 like you see, this is a plan. Like I plan to do all this. You know. I just. I mean. Just I I don't I don't I don't get why this has to be so fucking hard. Like, you have a show, at least announce something, or then it's like announce something because like it ultimately you're gonna false ab- you you false advertise all the goddamn time. Why are you so scared to announce some shit? I, just put something in place, right? And I don't even mean uh, like hell. If you just were to announce uh on TV like the same uh, cards that they throw out and they change for the, as placeholder cards. On uh, the arena, like they do, like a month out all the time. We always smile, like what the fuck, and then they change all the time. Mm-hmm. If they even did that on TV, I'd be, I'd be like, all right, with a false advertise. I complain about the false advertise because he shouldn't, but like that'd be better than this. Yeah. So now it's like, so hopefully, Travell, that kind of answers what you were asking. Like them not knowing what they're doing creatively. It's not necessarily a function, like in conjunction with Roman, like of them not knowing what they're doing because he's booked so bad to make us share him. Ideally, you would be able to book him well to make us cheer him, like or make people cheer him at large. Like, um, I think there's just there's a deeper plan that <laughs> there's a higher power in charge of this. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Um, trying to trying to think what else. Uh, you know, was, was been going on lately. Um. I mean, it seems like, from what I can tell, that uh, or no, there's no, there's going to be no Christmas shows for NXT or for um, AEW Dynamite. Um, I don't know what that means for like New Year's or whatever else, or New Year's Eve, or whatever that is. Um, but it seems like both shows are kind of gearing towards December 18th. Yeah, there's a there's a NXT title match um, as well as a women's title match. And it looks like um, uh, on the women, like they're going to be doing Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. I think right. they should sw- think about switching the title there. Personally, if they don't, um, 
then just fucking bury Shayna with the title. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, bury bury me with when I die. <laughs> bury me with a what was the Rick Ross song? I don't remember. I thought you yeah. were for like the uh, the young cheesy bury me a G. I I don't know. Yeah, um, um, like, look, man, like just all this wrestling is like I've I've dumped so much rap lyrics out of my brain because of wow. wrestling. Like you know, there's only so much room. Um, and then uh, Keith Lee's gotten really hot lately uh, yeah. from everything I'm hearing, and yep. uh, I kind of you know called for that to happen. It's about not, damn time. not too look not too long ago. Uh, I'd like to uh, take a small victory lap here, but but um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you can honestly, I mean, obviously he got it's it's gotten it's grown since the uh, the NXT invasion, but it was already starting to happen. Uh, like once he got that that title match. Um, like, they put Dijak Lee on TV. Um, then they did um, that North American triple threat match, and, like, Lee was just so was just fucking spectacular. Did he get pinned in that match? Um, yeah, it was, like, it was the same thing that happened with what's it called, with uh, when how your boy won the five-way to get the title shot at, uh, um, I guess, Gargano at WrestleMania, or WrestleMania weekend. Like, yeah. Ricochet, or, you know... Ricochet slash Keith Lee just put somebody away with their move and then knee to the back of the head, stolen pin. Right? WrestleMania, WrestleMania 26, triple So, so all that right? tells me is that, that Triple H and Vince probably weren't on the same page. <laughs> um, like, as far as what? Like, so if they, were, they beat Keith Lee like less than a couple like this, this thing's kind of come out of nowhere. But um, it didn't pin Lee. Well, wait, I don't remember. I, in the I three way, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know he lost, but like he had to match one until Roddy came in and stole stole the win. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but uh, either That's either sure. way, like he was sensational in that match. He was the dude that got most over in that match. And so then, they're gonna, like, gonna be doing a three way with Balor, Champa, and Lee. Um, now the winner is gonna face Adam Cole. This presents a multitude of issues because you would think these are. Like all three guys are eventually gonna be able to fight, or what's gonna happen is someone's gonna gonna win, which will face Cole next week. The person who doesn't take the pin may face him at the next takeover, mm-hmm. and, and the other person is just out to fucking you know. Sol. Yep. Yeah. How would you do this? Like, <laughs> like, and, and you know, do you do you call audible like with, with Keith Lee right now and be like, well. I mean, if you, you know, invested that much into him, I would. I would. I mean, I, I mean, either way, right now, I personally don't think that. Because I'm ready to dump Champa like off. I mean, I like Champa, but like I'm ready to like dump him off. Like, like, all right, uh, we'll let you get the win, and you can lose on TV, and we'll save Keith Lee for uh, fucking Portland. Mm-hmm. Like, and do that. I mean. I think that if you were to ask me what would be the best thing for Keith Lee, I would literally have him and Ke- him and Riddle like basically have a chase after the North American title right now. That's what I would do. Mm. Um, but that's not what they're doing. Um, I didn't mention Riddle. He's just, yeah. Uh, that like that's run. what that's that's what I would do. I would have basically those two chase after uh, Roddy's title. And um, but you know. All this stuff is is clearly like them, you know, trying to buy time after the Gargano thing, right? Like, that's how I feel. Like 
they weren't going in his direction, but then Gargano got hurt, and then like Riddle had to do the job for 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 Balor because you know um, because he took his mask off. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like right now they're all just trying to scramble, and like one thing I don't like about NXT is it like it's so transparent when like something fucks up whatever they have planned, mm-hmm. and it's like. Y'all never even had contingencies in, in, in place in case. Like they like I like the way they book when when they don't have anything fuck them up like Vince pulling people out, like pulling Kyrie out of there. Like they're clearly going like that stuff they did with with uh, Candace and EO, that was all supposed to be all they canceled was supposed to be Kyrie and it's supposed to be more emotional for you because of like the connection of them being, you know, the two ex-starters, the two, you know, big fish that left the small pond and all that stuff when they were the Sky Pirates and they were supposed to have that fucking match and like that's one, the EO Kansas match is one of my 10 to 15 I haven't decided one of my 10 to 15 matches of the favorite matches of the year but I still got job that I robbed out of the fact that like Correct. I was supposed to get that and the same thing with like how they did like Cole versus Gargano that series that's the feud of the, that's the feud of the year in this company however it happened by accident but like, it happened out complete accident that if that was going to happen it was probably going to happen at uh t- Toronto to start at Toronto it, it was it was totally going to you could totally see like it was going to head towards Johnny versus him Johnny finally beats this fuck or finally wins the belt by beating this fucker and then we're going to move on to that eventually all this stuff gets pulled out of the sky like or you know, war, war raiders. Warriors, they were they were they never expected they were going to get pulled up. Yeah, not at all. They didn't even like lose their last match. Like yeah, they put the belts <laughs> down, down, left it, and it's like they did this. They lost or um, they gave up the titles like weeks after after defending them against Blackashay and sending uh, Blackashay off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was clearly not the plan. And now look at their tag division. Think of how strong the tag division was. Um, when they did the the, uh, the Dusty Rose Classic and they had an incredible uh, tournament, right? And then look at like what happened just weeks later, like six, four, five, six weeks later. Their tag division is not like after it was Shambles. one of their strong suits. It's in, it, it's just a thing. Yeah, um, like, it's not bad, but it's not the damn sure ain't great like it was earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, like they're bad at they're bad at a, they they're ba- they don't have backup plans, which is uh, like. They need to like hit up Gabe Sapolsky or someone that's used to getting raided. <laughs> that can and, you know, and that can kind of be like, all right, you do you do this, this, and this, and also set up this just in case something happened. But we don't need to worry about no. Trust me. <laughs> wow. Trust me. Yeah, Jake Roberts. Trust me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I don't know. I I would basically leave Finn Balor as the shit out of luck guy. Um, <laughs> like. And hope Johnny Gargano can uh, come back maybe, and be ready to Johnny go at the next takeover. Yeah, maybe maybe Johnny fucks him and then Johnny actually beats him. You know, <laughs> Johnny beats Finn Balor. Man, that ain't happening. Look, man, <laughs> Finn. Wait, quick cool, cool question. Going into War Games three, do you think Balor? Do you think uh, Gargano is going to beat him? Because I didn't. Well, no, now because if they let him fucking be at Riddle, who I like, you know, you, right? Like, I get no, you, I man. Get you. Like Riddle has a yeah. higher upside than Johnny, even though like, right Johnny's now, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get you. Like just like we've seen, like Johnny, like you know, he. I don't know. I wonder if he they took the belt off him because of injury. I think so. 
Yeah. I think, like, he has wrestled so little. He or he had wrestled so little before this like thing where he's off TV now. Like it was like you look back in retrospect, it's like oh that's obvious. Like why would they? You know, he only made it through one. Like he didn't even make it through a cycle. Like he yeah. had the belt for two fuck for two fucking months. Like he you know or you know how Sami Zayn of him. Oh, good point. And you got to keep in mind like this. Triple H loves to book him some fucking heels on top. Yeah, like he really does. Like. Who is Finn? Is look, Finn Balor and Nakamura like the only long-term babyface NXT champions on on the network here? I don't know about what the fuck they did with Seth Rollins or whatever else, or even yeah. I don't even know if Seth Rollins even a babyface on NXT. I have no idea. I think he was, yeah. Okay, but my point, my point is like very mostly this company, especially looking Neville. right now, every single champion is a fucking heel. Yeah, that's no shock. So thinking about it, like Neville was a long-term babyface champion. Good point. Um, which is fucking crazy if you think about him now. But now that he's like it worked. The best heels yeah. in the world. Yeah, like I and I, were, I remember thinking, well, how, how the fuck is that guy going to be? All right, right. he'll he'll show me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't it feel good to like have that ver- Like he's not the. Well, he's a heel, but like to have Neville just like cranking out incredible matches again, don't that feel good? It just feels good to be like easy, accessible <laughs> matches. I don't have to log on to like RuTube or <laughs> something like that. Like you know, not that I have a problem with, with looking at stuff. That, that stuff is really high quality. Speaking so. of RuTube, I have the link to um the mixed match between um Mimi Yamashita and Antonio Honda versus ah, okay. Miho and Kenny. I have I have it up. I just haven't watched it yet. Like I heard it was so, like a four star match. So yeah, I heard it too. So but yeah. I, that's why I have it up. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Um there was um something did, we just I, get our, did I just indict ourselves? No. Um <laughs> <laughs> like normally we talk about power now. I don't say like the specifics of like yeah, you know, I need to, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so you know, don't don't call the law on us. So uh, we, we we trust that you guys listening ain't gonna tell on us. Um, then again, so. I was out here distributing uh, a couple weeks ago. I was distributing like those Suzuki matches. Links in the description. So maybe you know, maybe it already started. It's already begun began. So yeah, true. Um, yeah, man. So. Uh, I guess there's nothing really uh, left to really do besides, you know, hit the music. Yeah, man, I was totally wasn't expecting that one that time. I, I, I you caught me on left field. I was normally I'm like, okay, I, like, what else is there to talk about? But yeah, so, uh, last time we talked about stardom, um, as far as the show, the actual shows, because last week we were talking about um, the 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 um, observer report, right? Yeah. So, uh, got some feedback from people. Um, I at first I thought they were coming at me as if they were like as if I didn't know what the hell I was talking about, and it's like, look, I don't speak Japanese, so I, you know, there is a stint of I mean I know what I'm talking about, but I'm watching this from the perspective of a person that's watched a good deal of wrestling or whatever else and can kind of see certain things, whatever else, and like if I'm wrong, I'll just come on the show and say I was flat out wrong on this. Um, mm-hmm. but 
so, but it turned out that the person was like just more or less like sending me stuff to kind of say to like, look, these are other people's opinions that kind of match yours. I thought mm-hmm. the person was like, did I not hear the segment, or maybe I, maybe I was way more negative on the segment than I thought initially, and I played it back. But anyway, that wasn't a problem. But yeah, so yeah. um, it, it's it's weird to have people like send me stuff on Twitter. I, yeah, I still like authority. Like, <sighs> not Josie. Oh know. God. Yeah, man. So, do you see my uh, my message earlier today about like uh, the the uh, wrestling Omakase show? I did. I was sitting there like, I know way too much about this stuff. I didn't know I know this much, <laughs> right? Uh, look, on, we be trying to mind, look. Like, we be trying to tell you. Oh, here you go. Here y'all go. But you no, know. um, the thing for me was just like, I'm listening to their 2019 uh, year in review of Joshi and. Like their top story was like, it was more informed to mine than like uh, that segment that I did on um, keeping a strong style. But mm-hmm. it it was more or less like more or less the same thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying they stole whatever I thought because like I learned most of my shit from them and like you know uh, the Pacific Rim podcast and whatever else I could find on like uh, um like the Reddit stuff. So like yeah. no, nah, like they're they're like they're people I look up to, but, um, but anyway, this week, um, we're kind of back to the actual in ring stuff as opposed to, you know, people's getting pushed and, and buried or whatever else. Um, and I mean, buried. It'll, 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 it'll come up. You'll, you'll, you'll see it rich. So the shows we're, we're going to talk about are the, um, Osaka weekend shows from, um, December 1st. So, mm-hmm. Like those are mat- those are shows that had all like the big uh, multi faction tag matches or whatever else. So um, the d- the day show, the first match uh, that we're gonna talk about is Riho, Tam, Saki, and Kid versus B, Momo, Utami, and Azumi. So that's like the top four of Queen's Quest, right? So um, it's funny, R- Rio was confused on how to do the S uh, <laughs> with the stars, so. You know, I don't her, know her, what that was. Her, her freelancing self, like, yeah, <laughs> like you know, I ain't, right? You know, I, mean, I ain't really here all the time. Hey, look at her cage match, freelancing, right? Like, yeah. I think I think some of those non-stardom dates in Japan are gone now. I'm, I'm not sure, but I think they're dried up. Before she actually was freelancing, I think it's kind of dried up. Um, so she is splitting time. Yeah. Uh, so before the match started, it's funny because during the tag league when B and Jamie were tagging they were doing this gimmick where like they would come out last and then people then other opposing tag team would get their streamers thrown in they would steal the streamers steal the streamers and then they would throw them on each other right so i want to say so b had a singles match or or a triple threat match can't remember and uh utami (laughs) utami uh stole streamers for her helped her steal streamers and then threw the streamers on on uh, B and then like clap like so, like a proud parent. It was so, it was the funniest shit. So we get to this week and it's all the queen the top four of Queen's Quest. Azumi streamers come out, they stash them up, then they throw streamers uh, Azumi's streamers on Utami. So now you have just a, a nasty cluster of different, these different mixed matches of colors. <laughs> then they they have Azumi's in uh, Utami's streamers stash those up, throw them on Momo. Then at the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> they throw them all on B and B. Like B actually still gets a couple streamers. It's the funny part. Like she gets her pathetic amount of streamers while they throwing like the real streamers. It's just the funniest shit. It's like, damn man, like. I don't understand why y'all hate this woman so, or dislike this woman so much. Like y'all can't y'all can't go in your pockets and, and pull out, you know, a measly what is it, a dollar per streamer, a dollar per two streamers, Literally a thousand yen, you know. Like, meanwhile, dude, they throwing streamers for everybody. I mean, everybody. I mean, they throw them out for the damn twelve year olds in the opening damn. match. Like, damn, whatever. So, um, can't be match- white. In Japan, <laughs> it's tough being white. I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess. Uh, so the match is starting with a uh, kid and Azumi. They end up doing some high speed stuff. They, uh, they ended, and they ended with a double drop kick and nip up spot, which they just did that to piss me off. Had to be, had to be. Um, Rio gets in against B. B dodges a, a running Rio knee. Rio dodges a, a V trigger. Then they do a double running knees and they knock knees. I'm just like. You know, fuck AEW at that point. Uh, wow. Rio does a tilt to world head scissors into a uh, clip B into 619 position. Uh, Rio hits the opposite ropes and then runs right into a V trigger. Uh, then I wrote this down because it was so great. Um, M- Momo and Tam end up in the ring. Tam battles Momo with uh, her kicks with some forearms. Tam hits at the ropes and eats a high kick to the head that t- Tam sells like her soul left her body like GTA wasted Momo Momo hits a me- running Meteora and Tam bridges up and out to her feet and super kicks Momo to the back of the head uh, Momo gets lifted up and like gets out and uh, throws a punch but Tam ends up like catching a punch and rolling into a uh, like a cartwheel rolling knee bar uh, QQ breaks it up uh, the baby face clear them out in the ring then Tam lifts up Momo for a suplex Momo wiggles back down um, and then Tam Still has one of uh, Momo's wrists, so she turns around and tries to go for like a Rainmaker Black Mass. Uh, but Momo ducks. Tam goes for a super kick. Uh, Momo swipes it away and lands a big high kick. Then Momo hits the ropes and runs back and runs right into a Black Mass for a double down. Like, this was a great, like, two minutes of wrestling. Anyway, um, Azumi and Starlight end up getting the, bo- the tags from both of them and they end up trading near falls with the help of, you know, teammates and whatnot. And then at the end, um, Starlight pins Azumi with a code red, the Alexa Bliss special. So mm-hmm. um, after that, uh, Starlight Kid gets on the mic and asks Tam and Saki if they want to challenge for their, the trios belts because they just pinned a, a trios champion in Azumi. They say yes. Then uh, Kid asks Rio to team with her again for a tag title match because they went to a title and draw in the tag league with Jungle and Konami. Uh, Rio is about to agree, but then Jungle comes out and says, We've been waiting for y'all, but let's be real, uh, Starlight. Y'all only rated the tag team because of Riho. And then uh, (laughs) Starlight Kid slaps uh, Jungle in the face. Jungle drops the (laughs) mic. Jungle drops the mic, right? And then it turned into, uh, remember next Friday when Cat Williams said, have you ever seen a a pit bull fight a chihuahua? Right. Immediate pull apart. <laughs> Immediate yeah. pull apart. Uh, so, uh, so then Konami gets on the mic and says, uh, "We accept the challenge." And she says she looks forward to seeing a uh, kid put in Jungle's uh, sleep spinning sleeper hold. Um, you know, she does like the Cesaro spin, except with a sleeper hold, almost like the uh, hmm. almost like the Cold Stone thing that Snada does, except with a sleeper. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
Um, so then after they leave, <laughs> Starlight Kid says, also, Riho, don't forget, I still want my high speed title shot. <laughs> and I thought to myself, damn, she's got three angles in one segment of Triple H shit. See, you think that's going to be an end of the year match? Um, I've already seen the card. I think the end of the year match is going to be the uh, Momo and Azumi and Utami versus uh, Starlight Kid and Tam and Saki. I think that's on the card. I think that's already on the card. Um, gotcha. As far as the Jungle and Konami tag match versus Riho and um, Starlight Kid, I think there's only one more show before. Um, I think the 15th show where they do the, the last Shinkiba show where they, you're about to do the Hazuki gauntlet match. So I think that might be. That's just going to be hilarious. So you I never, was, have I was you never talk- seen one of those? No, I haven't. So I like you. I remember you mentioned the one with Kyrie saying was like the saddest thing you ever seen in your oh life. Oh my god, yes, it's but, the saddest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. It's um, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the post match party is like. Oh okay. She, I mean, the whole thing is because I've seen I've seen e- or Kyrie's and Eos, but um, more or less like someone comes out to the ring. These things are wrestling one minute time limit uh, match. So like to, to stars people that are stars, whatever else you normally beat them or like you, they hit their finish like right as the, 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 uh, the bell rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they win a couple matches. It's like the young girls, whatever else. And then at the mm-hmm. end they, you know, they, they have their promo. Like the Kyrie thing was so, uh, sad because like she's talking about how hard it was to, to train to wrestle and how she wasn't good and how she had to work so hard at it. And she had her doubts. And then like, you know, she felt like she was, unattractive and everything Shit. else oh. <laughs> when I told you this the first time you said the same thing anyway look so, honestly yeah, person so, <laughs> disagree oh my god so so then like people come out one by one and like and have their th- things to say to her on the center off and it's like everybody like was cr- can we, keep in mind this is a time where like they're mostly is, the whole company is based around Mayu, Kyrie, Io, um, and young girls that eventually have to grow into this role. You know, we're trying to bounce back from what happened two years ago. But anyway, um, so most of these people are young girls. And so, like, a lot of them are like, you know, I only got into wrestling because of Kyrie or Io or, 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 or you, basically y'all. Like, so... Mm-hmm. You know, you helped me so much. Like when Starlight Kid got in, she was like, "You know, you took care of me, and I'm gonna miss you and everything." She's crying her eyes out, and then like everybody's crying. Like Hazuki's crying. Uh, pretty much everybody was crying except for like Eo, Jungle Kiona. That might be it. Everybody was crying. So, yeah. um, yeah. Like I was, it, it, I was talking to Zach. He was thinking uh, Kagetsu would be uh, Hazuki's final opponent that comes out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think EO was Kyrie's last opponent. I think so. During mm. the gauntlet. <clears throat> so it, 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 it tends to go that way. Um, and I think Mayu was EO's last opponent. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, and they should have did this with Kurt Angle, but <laughs> instead of Baron Corbin, bro, you know, oh, my and, oh that's the thing. I, here I go talking about Baron Corbin again, but yeah. fuck, but here's they, the they've about- given him some. Never mind. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> if you want to talk and give a rant about uh, whatever, we could do it. But um, yeah, like the thing about these gauntlet matches, they're all fun or whatever else. Like, because mm-hmm. like they do comedy stuff in, as well. And then like I remember the EO and Kagesa one was like fantastic. Like she's dead. 
like Io was face down on the floor, dead. Right? Mm-hmm. Guess who comes in? About to give her a choke slam. Io turns a fucking choke slam into a hurricane rana. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, like. One of these days, I'm going to get you to watch some of these EO matches, bro. You can be like, she's better than I even thought. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so what were we talking about? Oh, uh, we Look, were talking about... So- the- someone better in Japan? I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> 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 okay. So I picked up where we were. We left off after uh, EO or after uh, um, Starlight Kid shot those angles. Um, so, yeah, I think this probably... It's probably a safe bet that one of those matches gonna end up on the uh, that Shinkiba match that has uh, the Hazuki retirement gauntlet match. So mm-hmm. um, then the next match after that was uh, Tam and and Mayu versus Getsu and Hazuki, um, and I and I thought it was a cool match because like they're these shows are in Osaka, so Osaka historic like I've when I've seen when they go there they probably go there like once a month like that's that's Kagetsu's hometown like it's Odeo Thai country like. Odeo Tai almost always main events. They usually win um, when they're in Osaka, and it's really fun. Um, and everybody in Odeo Tai is, is more over than they are anywhere else. Um, hmm. But, I wonder how that works. Yeah, it's like flair country. I know. A horseman country. That's, sorry. That's what I meant to say. So, but, uh, so they don't have, no, yeah, you, I get what you're saying. Not beating yeah, people. They, they yeah, they don't embarrass you. these I people or, or, or beat them and, <laughs> and, and kill off the, the area and. Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of promotion are they running over there, Jay? Well, so they don't have the way that this guy goes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, remember Blitzberg, right? They didn't beat her yeah. there. Um, yeah. So it's a great match. Like it's one of the I say it's one of the best traditional tag matches of the year in Stardom. Probably top five. Um, oh, Britt Baker challenge. Forgot about that. Oh God, people were furious. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. How, I, I. I don't know. I'll. I. I'll leave that to you. Um. Like I'm not going through this whole match, but it was awesome. Like especially the stuff with Mayu and Kagetsu. Um, at the end of the match, uh, Arisa ends up hitting the Oz cutter and ends up uh, like drove Hazuki's nose right into the mat and busted her nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Mayu goes for uh, her dragon suplex finish, but Hazuki wiggles out and hits a Hazuki straw for a great near fall. People actually bought that they were going to beat. She's going to beat the Red Belt Champion like going two weeks away from the or three weeks away from a Corbin Hall show. That's hilarious. So. Uh, so then Azuki ends up hitting the ropes and uh but Mayu ducks behind and ends up hitting a German suplex for two and then goes to the rope and hits a moonsault for the win. Um at the end of the match, like Arissa like wants to wants a handshake from, from Azuki. Azuki slaps her in the face. because, uh, you know, they had that, that match in July and then at the end like Larissa hugs her cause and, and starts crying because she, like I said, she's an airhead. So <laughs> um that was the those are two big matches from the afternoon show in Osaka. Then they had a night show. The night show was like more top four from from Queen's Quest versus this team of Mayu, Orisa, Tam, and Saki. So it's top four of Stars versus top four of Queen's Quest. They did this weird thing where like Queen's Quest comes out first, right? So then so then Stars comes out and Mayu, Saki, and Tam. They all get on a ring post to try to, you know, pose for camera for photo ops, right? Mm-hmm. So that leaves one one corner for Arissa to get to. Queen's Quest corner. So they shove her to the ground and say, You ain't you ain't coming to our corner, geek. So then she decides to oh, okay, well, I'll share a, a corner with Tam. Tam's like, the fuck you doing? Take your ass over there. Take your ass on. 
So then they start fighting at the top and do a Greco-Roman knuckle lock at the top on the second rope, and then they fall to the ground like klutzes. Like I told you, bro, I'm so sick of them doing t- doing this frenemy shit. Like, I'm I, they need to be drafted to other uh, factions next year. Like, I need them. I need them away from each other. Bring anyway, them up like Lij. Yes. Uh, so then, um, you say do the same thing again with uh with all the you know all the stealing of the streamers or whatever else. They ended up having a good match. This wasn't as good as the match on the earlier show, but like Tam and Arisa do double team frenemy spots, uh, where like they do they throw somebody through ropes. They both throw kicks, and then they're supposed to go for a double elbow drop, but they end up somebody botches the, the elaborate dap that they have before they drop the elbow. So Tam gets pissed and then kicks her in the gut and then body slams her and then steps on her and then drops knees on her. Whatever. Azumi gets in the ring as Mayu and she's running to the rope. She's going to do the triple jump. Uh, she almost, she misses the top rope with one foot and like she <laughs> barely gets over and actually lands a, a crossbody, but like it's sideways. So like, Azumi's hip lands right into like Mayu's stomach. It looked painful. Biggest in the ring, and her and Mayu do these cool counter spots where like Mayu goes for a, for a head kick, B counters and turns to a rolling grapevine ankle lock. Uh, Mayu t- hits gets to the ropes. B gets up and goes to the opposite ropes and goes for a V trigger, but like Mayu ducks underneath and goes for like her schoolboy thing where she mm-hmm. gets the opponent all the way to, back to her feet and she hits a like a Claymore kick, but. B ends up like swiping away the claymore kick and then hits a B trigger for a two count. Then at the end, um, Momo and Saki end up in the ring. Momo has her beat a few times for pins, but Star T is breaking up the pinfall. So then QQ finally like gets them all out the ring, and then uh, she goes for you know her bridge and suplex finish, and Saki slips out. Saki slips out and hits master her- the three way. Yes, th- yes, the grizzled sex veteran Saki Kashima. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, Saki slap slips out, and then hits her her revival crucifix pin her, that rolling flash pin that she has, and pins a Momo Watanabe. The crowd gasp. I gasp. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I New think shit. immediately of they're not focusing so much on Momo anymore. I'm like, god damn it! Like, oh no. So. But the funny part about it is the crowd gasps and then like Momo kicks at three point one. Like on some, that Hogan on, kick on some out. Ho- that's exactly what I wrote my notes. I want you to read these notes, Rich. Does that do you not see uh three point one on some Hogan shit right there? On on some Hogan shit. Yes. yes. So yep. uh then QQ, they all bully the ref into a corner, just pissed off, and then uh Saki gets on the mic and says, You can't kill a zombie. Uh we beat we beat Azumi. Uh, earlier tonight, earlier today, I just beat Momo. We're gonna take these uh, tri- trios titles, and then <laughs> Momo gets the mic and says, "Look, you're a zombie, so we're gonna bury you." And I thought that was hilarious because you know they talk about burying talk in, in Japanese pro wrestling. Uh, and then Tam says, "You know, if you bury us, we'll we'll, we'll make flowers, we'll bloom into flowers or whatever." I was like, "Okay." Uh, so then the end of the show was uh, could get uh, like, do that. huh? Somebody should steal that. <laughs> so then, uh, then the main event was uh, Oedo Tai five on five versus Tokyo Cyber Squad elimination match. It was a fun ass match. I didn't write anything down, but it was fun as hell. Um, <laughs> Hazuki at the end uh, ends up throwing out Konami over the top rope and ends up winning it. 
Um, and then today they had a Hazuki versus Julia match. Julia is a new import from Ice Ribbon. Huge, con- or not huge controversy. Controversy of like she quit. Perfected. Look, she quit Ice Ribbon by announcing it on Twitter. And then, like, five, six hours later, she shows up to that, I want to say it was an October Corican Hall show. Yeah. Ain't no contract, bitch. Yeah. Like, well, there was. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was. Uh, she's out of it now, but, like, there was a whole thing, like, wait, is so you just quitting in law, like, hours later, all of a sudden, you just show up and say, you got to start wrestling and start on what the fuck? So then they came to some agreement, and now uh, they're pissed. Like, um, I think the story is that she was supposed to tag with the person that was going to retire, and then, like, mm-hmm. she left abruptly, so then that person had to postpone their retirement till then she could oh, have a, Yeah, it was all bad. All bad. Yeah, yeah, so, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she had a match with Azuki, and this was a... Uh, I wouldn't say this was a ceiling match as far as how, like, rough and tough it was, but it was one of the rougher and tougher matches in stardom this year. Maybe the roughest and toughest. Um, th- I mean, I wouldn't say that... Go ahead. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I wouldn't say that this was... Uh, I would say this is very good. I wouldn't know if i go all the way to great, but I'd probably give it like three and three quarters. But um, Julia, Julia, I mean, I've seen her twice now, and um, she's a rough one. Like, And she and she, she takes as, she takes probably more than she gives. Um, yeah, so I'm interested to see what she does, like, I never, I didn't realize how tall she was. She's probably like five five, so you know she's you know, a damn Amazon in in stardom. But yeah, it had a really good match, Eddie. Uh, I'm not gonna blow you to finish, but like I'd say, check it out. It, it, it's up right now, but oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. Um. So ACH uh, had you know some stuff happening on Twitter. Um. I wanted to bring this up specifically in light of. Not only ACH, uh, but people that uh, find themselves leading causes or in the center of controversies and things of that nature. Um, he had, you know, a bad showing. I want to say on Twitter, uh, where it looks like someone was speaking Spanish to him, and he responded to them like "bd bd bum bum" to you too, and that's not a good look either. Um, but like these, and these are, this is another thing for, for him where, you know, they were using everything to using that to discredit everything that he brought to the light before. And, um, you know, hitting him with a dread, dreaded hypocrite, you know, that thing. And, um, it's just something I've like grown to like, kind of like read and see it's like, activism isn't perfect um i think people should really remember that like like Like, this is perfect because people aren't perfect yeah so like they're looking at looking for any like little thing and i I don't want to say this is a little thing right because that's obviously wrong he shouldn't have done that but Mm -hmm. um he that don't change what happened to him Right, that don't change what happened to him. It doesn't change the abuse that he takes on social media after creating a whole like new social media. So people have to seek him out to to go get this stuff. If you look at his comment sections, they're ridiculous. It's like 
people telling him to kill himself, as James mentioned, like that stuff, like that stuff's really out there for him. And it's like all because he shined a light on a racist institution. Like, it's like, wow. Like, uh, it's, uh, he's talking about, you know, you know, quitting wrestling, quitting the business and all that. I thought he was trolling when this was happening because, you know, I thought he was working, but I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. Um, he did some work for MLW. I feel like this is still an ongoing story. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to really, like, you know, speak on it. I feel like every step of the way during this thing, we've waited. There's been justified for us to wait because there's always something else that's happened. Uh, but, yeah. Keep that in mind. Activism is not perfect. Don't use that to, uh, like, if you see people using that to discredit someone, it's a tactic that has been happening for years and years and years and years in this country um, to anybody, to, to Martin Luther King, to, <laughs> you know, to Malcolm X, to, you know, to, like there are files on these people from the FBI. They were trying to like build up so much dirt on them. Muhammad Ali, different stuff like that. Like people are not perfect that uh, get thrust in these positions sometimes by accident. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I th- I, I'm trying to think of the quote, but I, I'm going to paraphrase what I what I've heard about this, but um, or not what I heard, but um, just simple fact of the matter. Um, if you are someone that is fighting to uh, for equality. That equality also means the right for whatever marginalized group to be as imperfect as the uh, <clears throat> the the higher class in that situation. So, like when we talk about when, when there's always you know a victim of of something ridiculous happening to them, it's always you know people are trying to paint this person as well he wasn't a perfect victim and that's really what, what it comes down to is like no I don't re- you really should not be concerning yourself with the fact that you know Colin Kaepernick was wearing or, or let me phrase that you shouldn't dismiss everything that Colin Kaepernick has to say because he wore a Fidel Castro t-shirt the same way that you should not be uh, effectively slut shaming rape victims like oh well, you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been wearing that it's like what the fuck or you right. you know or you know this person deserved to die because they didn't like kowtow to every single thing a police officer said fuck out of here right it's just people make mistakes and that's what being human is and if you are someone that um is being reasonable with somebody that uh is making claims of their you know their humanity being trampled upon then you should allow them to in fact be human. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Like, um, a lot. Most of this stuff is, you know, we don't like this person for X, Y, or Z, so we thereby, you know, use this as an excuse and, you know, treat what they say or what they do as completely invalidates whatever happened to them or whatever else. Or what and, and think about all the stuff. For. And think about all the stuff ACH is getting. He's getting. Uh, you left WWE, so you're not loyal to us. He's getting that. Yeah. Uh, he's getting obviously, uh, you know, races in all you know shapes and sizes and forms and <laughs> everything like that. Uh, you're getting disingenuous motherfuckers. You're getting, I mean, look, everything. Like, and I'm, and I'll be real with you. 
he shouldn't have said that shit. I mean, and, and you said yeah. it earlier, like he definitely should not have said that shit. But my point is like, right. I can also acknowledge that he shouldn't have said that shit and also say that like something pretty shitty happened to him. Yeah. So, um, we will stick with the story and, and keep, you know, trying to add whatever layers we can for context for, um, you know, people as I'm like looking at this thing, it's just, yeah, it's really one of the, I don't want to say uglier stories, like, because I mean, I mean, I, yeah, you can really say that. Yeah, you can, you can say it's one of the uglier, uglier stories that I feel like we've ever had to, um, really like, uh, cover on one nation radio and, I feel like we we have we have been preparing for this like longer than we know. Like <laughs> for, for, from everything we've we we put together through the Kaepernick stuff, through uh Obama being president to just everything. Like I feel like we're we're so much more uh equipped to cover this right now heading into twenty twenty than maybe we were in two thousand fourteen or something like that. Mm. So we will stick with it. So, um, anything else uh, you want to uh, throw out there this week, James? Uh, hmm. No, not really. We just got to, you know, more year in stuff. We eventually got to, you know, get together or whatever else. Um, yeah. We got to start putting in plans for, like, when are we actually going to do uh, the FOH draft? Like, I think, what did we do it on Christmas Eve last year? I think we did it on a Saturday last year. Okay. Before, like the Saturday before Christmas. Okay. So, so we'll, maybe we can get together soon and figure that out. Yep. So, like, that's one thing. Um, I want to do a year-end review for uh, the promotions we cover, whether that's, you know, Starnum, WWE, main roster, NXT, AEW, um, New Japan. Um Maybe not New Japan because that's that's or if we do New Japan, bring in Josh and Jeremy. Um, yeah, but but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll pick one of them. We'll pick one of them. Sorry, yeah. Josh. <laughs> I can't wait till he hears this and bitch about it. I can't wait. <laughs> He's be like, that's fucked up, guys. That's messed up, guys. Uh, that's bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know Josh normally cuts, but he'd be like, it's messed up, guys. It's messed up. Yeah, yeah. I see how it is. Yeah. Wow. Andy why, Davis. Why, why you pick Jeremy? Why you pick? Not why not me? Why you pick Jeremy? Forty-two points and three quarters for uh, Anthony Davis. Yikes, man! Yeah, they're playing the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Mm, what does uh What does uh Anthony Towns have? Uh, I'll have to check on that. Okay. But Lakers are up by seven. It's one ten to one hundred three at the end of the third. Yikes! My God, this new NBA, bro. <laughs> Pace and shooting, man. Pace and shooting. We, look, man, this ain't nothing but 1962. All these numbers are It's changing. not 62. It, like, the pace, actually, the average pace is more like the mid-80s. I've looked. That's Bruh. really what the pace is. Yeah, I, I know. I know, but yeah. I'm, trust me. Like, the pace of possessions per game is like the eighty, like the mid-80s. Well, that wasn't no, uh, you know, defensive uh, juggernaut of an era either. <laughs> it, no, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying, yeah. that, like, you have that pace plus, like, you have more incredible shooters than you ever had in the NBA. And yeah. that's where we are now. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be on Chad Matthews podcast. Uh, we're recording it on Saturday. It should be out next Sunday. Uh, check out Chad show this week where he really breaks down the 
creative downfall of WWE in 2017 and 18 as part of his uh, decade in review. Mm. He's done every year. So this is probably one of my favorite podcasts Shad's ever done. <laughs> yeah, the one where like, he shits on the company the most. Bro, he, oh. just like, he just makes it all make sense so so well. He actually um, <laughs> kind of um, he inspired like a, uh, a thought. I kind of want to do another exercise uh, with us all. And I, I shot him the idea and waiting to hear back from him. But he said Baron Corbin reminds him of like a guy, essentially a looter in a riot. Like there's somebody that has to put up these stats, and it's like as if it's a basketball team. He's playing way too many minutes, and he's like, and he's in position to just get rebounds to fall to him. But like he's not actually like good. So my, in my ideal scenario for what Corbin's abilities are, I would think he would be like a ninth man on the team, second big off the bench, something like that. But they're asking him to play starter minutes and produce, but that don't ever work. There's no track record of it ever working. And then I started thinking about like, okay, like, you know, someone like uh, if, if this was a basketball team, uh, look at this wrestler, what would they be on a basketball team? Like if you look at Seth Rollins, do you look at him like he's a Kyrie Irving? Like you, you're never going to win with him as, as a, you know, the first best player on your championship team, but could mm-hmm. you win with him as your number two guy? Probably. Um, or, well, or, or is he a number three guy? You know, stuff well, like that. I like, think the thing that's going to be hard for, or at least in this era is because the, the brands are split. So it's like, Yes, he's the number one guy on Raw, but in but he's really the number two guy in the company. Mm-hmm. But that makes no difference because the number one guy is on the other brand. So effectively, he is the number one guy. You have two number one guys at the same time. Like so, I'm trying to figure out. I, I think we would have to like absolve our brains to make it all okay. one company and then okay. figure it out from there. All right. Be like, yeah, if this was the promotion, like if this, like, where are you on the basketball team? Like, you know, are you a, I don't know. I, it, it, I'm still okay. kind of workshopping so it here. What would be like a comp for, um, let's say, fuck Brock Lesnar this year. So who, Brock Lesnar as, as a basketball player in NBA context. <sighs> I think he's like, would he be? Would he be Lazy Shaq? Yeah. Or is that too much? Or that too high praise? Because like Shaq, I mean, Lazy like, Shaq, like Lazy Shaq, when he got off his ass when it was winning time, would go out here and slap a you know thirty five fifteen post or finals on you. Yeah. Um. Maybe he's like like Brock ain't Brock ain't having those kind of performances. Like he's maybe like Brock is like Shaq. Shaq and like Phoenix or something. Maybe mm, Shaq and no Shaq Shaq. Shaq at, Second year, no, 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 no. Shaq and Cleveland, maybe like first year Miami Shaq, something like that. Okay, like maybe maybe he can be like the second best player on something. Like I don't know, Brock's an interesting one, but um, you know. Well, yeah, that's so. Uh, check Chad show out. Definitely, he goes into the Jinder Mahal thing. He talks about basically that being the that that. That thing forever changing, you know, his relationship with, with WWE in there. And, you know, he talks about some of the good stuff that happened, too. So it's not a, just a complete, like, wank fest. But what were the good things happening in 2017? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there were, like, like for example, one AJ's run at the end of the year. Um, yeah. The, the Rise of Strowman. The tag um, teams. Uh, the ta- yep, tag team wrestling saving year. the company. Um, yep. or, or keeping the company afloat or promotions afloat. Um, let's see. 
I think those are the ones that come to mind immediately. Those are the ones that come to mind immediately. Um, the initial push of Nakamura before he ran into uh, gender, like when he was out here yep. dumping or not dumping, but like you know, Cena didn't get all the way over. Like when he decided to finish on Cena, as we always joke about, like yeah, yeah. he was getting a, he was super duper over, and we we're like, that's see, that's a guy, and then you know they. Yeah, like imagine Benny John Cena, so that you can have have that guy put over <laughs> Jinder Mahal. Ugh. Yeah, so and then he he runs it in 2018, and he talks about you know the WrestleMania main events of you know 16, 17, 18, and eight, uh, WrestleMania 34 is the main event in particular, just being you know the a disaster, and, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, he he really did like a exemplary job so he lumped uh, 17 18 together so like yeah how long did he go in like november slash december 2018 or was he or was he being easy on self because you know yeah 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 i, th- I think I, th- I, th- I think he might have slapped uh let, let Seth slide a little Cause bit that was because that i mean granted you had the corbin lashley mcintyre thing going on but at the same time you also had that shitty feud between um seth and and Ambrose, and that was that was. I think that I, I, that might, if there was a worst few things or um, thing that we did, we that, nominated that, it. It we had a worst feud, or did was it like? I, a, I think we did, or most disappointing. Something. Yeah, most disappointing. We had. That was, we had it was definitely. That's that definitely one of the most disappointing things of two thousand eight. He was like, "You've done this twice, very fucking well. How do you fuck it up the third time? It should be like riding a bike." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um fun times but i'll be on that uh show and it's always awesome to talk to chad we had, we, we come with something so i think there's uh oh speaking uh, of that we need to talk to chad to see if we can get uh you know if he doesn't want to do the basketball thing and like they like, tell him to bring bring his ass on so we can do the uh the aw year in review year for aw i think he chad like, if you're listening if you're listening chad <laughs> um consider the in- invite extended so <laughs> But yeah. um, think that's it. I think that's it. Yep. All right. Uh, that's in the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using. Listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Soul Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at PowerSlam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over five thousand hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Soul Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Soul Suplex. Pick up some official Soul Suplex merchandise. Uh, be sure to check out uh, the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have 1H Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesdays, we have Grumman Watches Shit. On Thursdays, we have Get in the Ring. And on Fridays or Saturdays? Saturdays. On Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Uh, so, thanks for listening, guys. Later. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.